and welcome to Review and Preview. I am not Tom Scavetta. He is on absence today. I am Chris Klimczewski taking over the reins today, hosting. I am joined alongside Kyle Russo, James Montefusco, Kyle, Kyle Earhart, and Mike Dawes running our board. You can call in today at 516-299-2030 if you want to talk sports with us and everyone else in the studio. Look, we're going to get right into it. The big news dropped yesterday at around 2.30 in the afternoon. Kristaps Wazingers was not happy with the way the Knicks are being run as an organization. An hour later, traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Guys, this shocked the NBA world. I mean, it, t- it took me by surprise. This was hysterical. This was the epitome of Knicks. This was, you finally nail the head on a draft pick, which you haven't done in two decades, and you trade him away three years after you draft him. It's, it's, it's disgusting because they finally got a player. This player was going to not only help you in the future, 23 years old, might I add, but he was also going to help you attract free agents this offseason, where there's a big pool of free agents out there. Now you don't have anything to build around. If you're a free agent out there, there's no foundation. There's no young players there at the Knicks organization. So why would you want to sign there? This was a terrible move. I don't care what the Knicks got back. First-round picks, Dennis Smith Jr., it's not good enough because now you're going to miss out on a lot of free agents that you probably could have gotten or had a better chance of getting if you had KP in a Knicks uniform. Kyle, I totally disagree with you. Okay. Um, the re- the, the, they got rid of the Courtney Lee contract, the Hardaway contract. That opens up $70 million in cap space. They can go to free agent A. And they can go, hey, who would you like to play with? Kevin Durant, Kyrie. The Knicks can go like that and just sign both of them. And I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen, but it's an option. And they have a top three pick. I think this, if the Knicks do it right and they can sell themselves, I think the Knicks can land two top free agents. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do this offseason because, like you said, they can sign two max free agents. But in the past, they haven't been really able to attract anyone to the Knicks. I mean... Look, even when Carmelo was here and he was the one of the hottest players in the league in 2010, he didn't bring anyone to the team. He couldn't bring Carmelo. He, I mean, he couldn't bring Chris Paul. Excuse me. He couldn't bring LeBron James. He couldn't bring anyone to the Knicks. So what makes you think that, oh, you know, we have so many, you know, we have all this max room and everything like that. It's not, you can't say, oh, but you play at Madison Square Garden. That's baloney at this point, I think, because there are... Doesn't it's matter. Useless. It doesn't. It doesn't yeah, it work. Do, doesn't work. You can't sell me on. Oh, I get to play at the Garden. I get to be the leader of the New York Knicks. No, not. A, you can't sell me on if, that. If, if if they go to a Kevin Durant and say, "Hey, Kevin, this is your city now. You and whoever you want. This is New York City, the limelight. You love being in the limelight." And I, I, I don't buy that you can't sell a Madison Square Garden. It's still the most famous arena in the world. But that's like, the thing. He doesn't love being in the limelight. That's why he went to Golden State because he didn't want to be the number one guy. He, he didn't care about that. Kevin Durant left a team with with uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden on it. Well, not James Harden at the time. Steve but still, Adams, Serge Ibaka, these are all, all pro guys. That were on with Kevin Durant, and he left them. And he was just like, bye, I'm going to go play with the most dominant team in the league. Look, whether it was to win a ring or not... He still left that team. He could have been the he could have been the guy in Oklahoma City, the guy anywhere else. But he chose to go to the Warriors, be the guy, be not even the guy there. I would say, I would say that's still Steph Curry's team. Yeah. He's the number two guy. He doesn't want to be the number one guy. That's okay. why he left. So then, because OKC was his team, and he left that situation. Okay, and he went to Golden State to win a ring, a few rings actually. Probably going to put another one on his finger this, after this season. He doesn't want to be the guy in the limelight, and I don't think who's going to be. And I. Praise this. I say this a lot, all the time when we go into it, when we talk about free agents. The Jets, the Mets, the Knicks. doesn't matter how much money you have. 
who's going to be that free agent, that big-time free agent that's going to want to put their foot in the water first. And that's a scary thing, especially when all the pressure is on you. If a guy like Kyrie comes to the Knicks and nobody else follows, all the pressure is on him. And I don't think any play, I don't think any player wants that. I don't think a lot of players can handle that. That's why nobody's done it. And that's why you saw when Carmelo Anthony came to the Knicks, it was the most beloved thing. It was the happiest time in New York. And they couldn't wait to get his butt out of here two years ago. No. And that's and that's what I think players fear. And that's why I don't think what you said, Kyle, before, getting two max free uh free agents, I don't think it's realistic. I don't think it's gonna happen. No. For those that don't know, the deal was Christoph Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Court Neely was sent to the Dallas Mavericks for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, and two future first-round picks. Now, I'm going to agree with Kyle. I think it was a good trade for the Knicks. Which Not Kyle, Kyle Earhart, okay. I think. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Yeah. I think it was a good trade for them because, look, Christoph Porzingis is a great talent when he's healthy, but he hasn't been healthy for a year and a half now. And you guys, as well as I do, know once a big guy loses his knee from an ACL injury, it's very hard to come back from. Especially a guy like Christoph Porzingis. He's big. He's lengthy. He's seven foot three, two hundred twenty pounds. When he, when that knee goes, even in any sport, when you're recovering from an ACL tear, it's very hard to come back from. I mean, you re- the re- the rarity you pe- see people do it. It's it's really is rare. Only true generational talents do it, and. I think getting rid of Christoph Spazingas was a good move. I mean, look, you're bringing in Dennis Smith Jr., who they per- personally should have drafted two years ago That's over Nilakina. Yep. They should have drafted him. They got him back. You got DeAndre Jordan, who's a still a good center, and you got Wesley Matthews, who's probably on the same level as Tim Hardaway Jr. And you got two future round draft pick, first round draft picks, and you kept this year's draft pick, which is the most important thing. And, and also historically, guys over seven feet always get hurt. If you if you look at it, historically. exactly. That's what that's how I'm looking at it. Look, the, who was the Knicks' best player of all time? You can probably say Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing. What happened when his knees went? It was all downhill for Patrick Ewing. Everyone knows that. And look, I'm not saying we don't know what what we're going to see from Porzingis when he recovers from his ACL tear, but a good portion of the time when the big guy goes with knees and his ankles. That's when the downfall of his career is. Look, I hope it doesn't happen for Chris Stops. I'm a big Chris Stops fan, but it would just be – I just wouldn't want to see it from him. No, Chris, Kyle, I absolutely 110% agree with you about Chris Stapps and the fact that, listen, big guys get hurt, but this is the problem. He was the only thing – if I'm a – let me ask you a question, Chris, Kyle. If I'm a free agent, if I'm Kevin Durant, Kyrie, does New York become a more attractive place if KP is still there rather than nobody there? No, I – no, I – But I, that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah. By trading KP, you probably lost a lot of interest from players going into this offseason that are going to become free agents, and that's going to hurt you tremendously because, in my opinion, I believe that most of these free agents didn't want to go to the begin with. Now they have a valid reason not even to look at uh, the Garden. Yeah, I know, and people are so quick to assume on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook that, oh, my God, they freed up two, two max free contracts, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, automatically coming to the Knicks. No, that's not even guaranteed. But personally, if you don't land Kevin, Kyrie, Kawhi Leonard, Tobias Harris, one of these big-name free agents, this deal stinks. You lost the trade if that does yeah. not happen. In re- yeah, reality, exactly. you, you lose the trade if and that does not happen. you just set your franchise back five years. I don't care if you get Zion Williamson first. That's not enough to compete, even in the East. It's it's a great starter. It's a great start, and it be, makes your team more attractive for future free agents. But this is one of the biggest free agent periods that we've seen in a long time. you got Clay Thompson, DeMarcus Cousins, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, uh, Kevin Durant. Name after name that are all all stars, except for DeMarcus Cousins, but would be if he was healthy this season, 
all all stars this season. Mm-hmm. Here- and and you lost a lot of interest, I truly believe, by trading KP because he's the guy that you weren't going to build. KP was never going to be the number one guy. He wasn't being the guy to lead your team, but he could definitely be the second player on the team. And and that can't happen now. That's why it's a thing where is there going to be a number one player that's going to want to be like, okay, I'm going to go there. Even with Kyrie, when he wanted to go to Boston, he saw everything that they had there, and that's why he wanted to be traded there. Mm-hmm. Knicks don't have anything. I mean, Kevin Knox, good player. Is that is that is that enough? A guy who averages is a that enough? Top three pick, possibly a top three pick. R.J. Bar- uh, Barrett, or you could take or Zion Williamson. It's it's all going to depend on what the Knicks can actually you know like sell because Steve Mills and J- uh, Jim Do- James Dolan are going to have to be great salesmen this offseason and be like, look, if they have to sit down with Kevin Durant and be like, look, these are the keys to the mecca, they are yours. Just come and play for the Knicks. That's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to sell this team and be like... And ask who he wants to play with, too. Exactly. Because they have the money. Because if they can bring in Kevin Durant and be like, Kevin, we can, you can, we have a whole crop of free agents. Who do you want to play with? You could say Kyrie, Kemba, Tobias Harris, Kawhi Leonard. Who knows? But that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to be great salesmen this offseason and try and sell a big-time free agent to come and play in New York. And and they wouldn't have made this trade if they didn't think they could do it. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Do I think they could do it? Maybe. We'll see, I guess. I don't know. I really don't. And I think it's a really scary period for New York for a long time because if this does not pan out, because first off, what are the Knicks notorious for doing? They can't draft. And when you have picks down the road that are two years later, three years later, yeah, it's a first-round pick, but you don't know how viable that's going to be. One's a top ten protected, which means that, if the Mavs aren't even in the top ten, you're not even going to get that pick. So right now, and I don't think that's going to be the case either. I don't think they're going to get that pick. The in, Mavs are, injuries. So let's say Porzingis tears another ACL, or Donich gets hurt the whole season. Well, Any, anything happened in banking on injury to get you another first round pick? That's not necessarily. That's you're playing in somebody's hand. But if I'm a free agent, I am scared as hell to go to New York because I know if I sign there. It's going to have to be long-term because they're not going to want to agree to a short-term deal. They're going to want to lock you up and trap you in the garden. And you're going to be the only one there. Yeah, You're going to be the only one there. And all the pressure is going to be on you because when you're in New York, you're expected to win. And that's why nobody goes there. Carmelo wouldn't have gone there if he didn't get the ridiculous amount of money that he got. Carmelo Anthony was supposed to be down in South Beach. Chris Bosh was never part of the plan. It was supposed to be Carmelo, but Carmelo took the money over winning. They are going to have to overpay tremendously, and I get it. They have the cap. But is a player going to be willing to do that? Yeah, it's a lot of money to wave in their face, and how could you pass it up? But if you want to basically say, listen, you're not going to win. You're just not going to win, and there's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure on you. That's going to break you down because New York is a tough place to play in. It's the toughest city in the world to play in. And if you don't succeed there, they'll kick you out as quick and, as they did with Melo. And the good thing is with the Knicks, they're in the East too, so – you know, they could also sell that. Oh, you haven't. If you sign here, easy, not an easy path, but an easier path to the finals. You're out of the West Durant, stuff like that. No, yeah, I think you guys bring up great points, and which brings me over to my next point. You know, we're talking about you know max free agents and everything like that coming to play for the Knicks. Personally, I mean, look, I, you can, guys can say I'm being a biased Nets fan here, but I think the Nets are more attractive of a team right now no, than without the, a doubt within the Knicks are because and they can sign definitely two max free agents this year. I mean, one you can say one of those deals is going to go to D'Angelo Russell, so really they can only sign one max free agent. But I mean, if I'm looking at if I'm comparing the two, the Nets are 
way more attractive than the Knicks right now. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because why? Phenomenal GM. Great coach who was under the Spurs organization for a long time, Kenny Atkinson. And you have a solid foundation of players. You have a solid fo- If I'm a free agent, absolutely, 110%, Brooklyn is a more attractive place than the Garden. Because if you're going to the Garden, you're basically saying, because this is what's going to happen, too. Yeah, you have two max free agent contracts that you're able to sign. But then when you do that, that means you're going to have no bench. And they already don't have a bench. Exactly. So you're basically saying, listen, they're going to wear me out with minutes. They're going to wear me out with playing time. And all the pressure is going to be on me. You go to Brooklyn, every single guy on that team is a, is a, uh, can't even think of the word, is a, is a dog. They fight. Half these guys at one point in their careers were not even in the NBA. Joe Harris falling out of the NBA. D'Angelo Russell was, be, uh, was called a bust. Spencer Dinwiddie moving from team to team. These guys are stars now in Brooklyn. These guys are huge. These guys are great, solid players that have a solid foundation, great coach. Even losing their star in Karis LeVert still has not slowed them down. And imagine getting that. Imagine having that guy back. You're in the playoffs right now. Imagine where they'd be if they had Karis LeVert the full season. But when you think of New York basketball, what do you think first? Knicks there's or no, Nets? There's not, think, it's not a matter oh, but, of thinking. But no, no, no. But when you think New York basketball, what comes to mind first? Knicks of course or Nets? you're going to think of the guard. Okay. There's they, no doubt. They are always. They will always be second class to the Knicks. No matter how bad the Knicks are, they will always be second. Just like the Mets are always will be second class to the Yankees. There's the, no doubt. The, the Rangers, the Islanders and Devils will always be second class to the Rangers. There's no they doubt. Will always, they, I'm not saying they, they won't get a max free agent, but when you're a free agent, do you want to be the second class? Do you want to be known as the second class team in New York? But and but then you can make the uh, argument that it's, you, they might be the second class team, but if you get a Kevin Durant in, who knows in the next couple of years, they could be the first class team and be like, yeah. hey, I want to be better than the, the Knicks right now. And that's what you would have to do if you were going over the Knicks to bring them out of the hole they are in 10 and 40 this season gosh good Ouch. gosh like you can, that cannot happen for you if you're the quote-unquote Knicks I mean they're a, they're a household name in basketball you know Patrick Ewing Earl yeah. the Pearl Monroe you got all these great names and then just nothing now you have nothing to show for it but 10 wins and a mm-hmm. terrible season well Kyle what you just brought up before I hate that stigmatism I don't like it I don't like it I understand second class there's no doubt about it to the guard that's what it is at the end of the day when you haven't done anything since, like, 95, 96, I get it if you're a free agent maybe in, like, 1999 or 2000, you could sell them on that. But 20-plus years of losing, how much more can you sell somebody I mean, on that? The, but besides this year, the Nets were in the same boat. That's, what, the same thing? The last 10 years, they haven't been good besides this, is, this, this is year. This is difference, though. They had a reason to stink. Knicks had no oh, reason no, to stink. No, well, I, no, I, I agree with you, but like I said, when, when you think of New York basketball, you There's no don't doubt. Think you the think the Garden. Yeah. It's one of the greatest stadiums in the entire world, entire exactly. country. At the end of the day, how much can you sell somebody on a stadium? It, everything is the same court. And exactly. here's the difference between the Garden and every other stadium, probably besides the Staples Center, the crowd. The minute you step on that court, they're going to expect you to win. If we don't do it, they're going to want you out. That's what New York is. If you don't succeed in New York, they're going to want to get rid of you as quick as they got you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if a lot of players are going to be willing to do that. And I'm not saying, listen, but, I'm not a Knicks hater. I would love, I'm a New Yorker. I would love Love to see some success in any New York sport because as of recent, it's been atrocious. But I am being realistic here. At the end of the day, what guy's going to do that? I mean, you see a guy like Kevin Durant. Of course you want him. But is he going to want to be that guy? I don't know. Because at that point, you're basically saying, uh, uh, I don't want to win for a couple of years. You know, I'm willing to take the money. We're going to be bad for a few years. I'm going to be here. We're going to be solid enough to make the eighth seed, seventh seed. But who's going to follow? 
You know, you get a guy like Jimmy Butler. You see his arrogance a little bit. What if you only get Jimmy Butler, a guy like him? You know, is that going to be enough? Probably not. He's 30 years old. You get a guy like Kyrie, a guy who begged to be out of Cleveland, and now you see midway through the season he's apologizing to LeBron James because he's realizing that it's hard to lead a team. You think he, out of all situations, you think he wants to go from Boston to where he's leading the team right now to a team like the Knicks where he doesn't have anybody to lead and he's the only guy? I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, if you heard his comments today, you know, they they asked him, oh, is he going to re-sign with Boston? Well, no, I'm not saying he's going to re-sign with Boston. I'm saying you think he wants to be the – he – listen, he understood from being with Boston for a year and a half, it's hard to lead a team. Yep. But you think he wants to be in the Knicks situation right now where he's got nobody to lead? It's just kids? But he grew up in the area. He he's always wanted to be a Nick. In the area. His dad played for Boston, right? But but but, but he has but he has the opportunity to choose where he wants to go. He grew up he, a Knicks fan. He wants to be a Nick. The the moment he steps on that court, no matter what, oh, the first game of the season, the Knicks fans will love him. And obviously, if they do bad, they'll they'll, they'll do that's whatever. But how much can how much could uh, I grew up here really work? You know, that's what the Washington Wizards fans were sold on when KD became a free agent. Oh, we're gonna get him. We hired Scott Brooks too. We're definitely gonna get him. It's all about winning and money. If you could have that in both situations, that's great. With the Knicks in this situation, you're really only going for the money at that point because you're not going to win. You're just, it's just not going to happen. We'll see. Yeah. Well, if they get Kevin Durant and another free agent, they're going to win. That's yes. just the bottom line. Like, how do you think they're not going to win if they get Durant and a if, free agent? Well, I'm saying, what free does? I understand. Example, no one. Wants what to play guys going to be there? Like everybody keeps on going off the stigmatism. Uh, the Garden is the greatest place on earth. What player wouldn't want to play? Nothing to do with the, the arena. It's so dumb. I know. Well, what, I think... what player would not want to play for the Knicks? That's the stigmatism around the NBA. But nobody wants to go there. Nobody wants to go there. If people really wanted to go there, they would have went in 2010 when Melo went. They well, wouldn't have gone. That's different to... now because now they don't have a superstar to be attached. They can go. All right, Durant, get whoever you want and come come play here. We're gonna have the third pick or whatever, top three pick. Yeah, you know, but but Kevin even Knox. Kyle mentioned it too. Look, you. You spend out on these max free agents that these two guys, then you'll have no bench at all. That's fine. Is, is Kevin? But are you really gonna? I mean, look, we've seen yes. teams in the past win with a bench. That's why. That's why these Warriors teams. Look, you can say it's uh, Kevin Durant, Draymond, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry all together, but they have a deep bench too. That's what also no, helps they, them win. And the, and the problem don't. with that stigmatism also is, is that they have dug themselves such a deep hole of uh, of yeah, garbage. How how can you even? I don't even know where you start in a meeting and try to sell on a free agent because you don't have anything good in the past um, ten years. What do you sell? I guess they say we're the East. We'll give you obviously max money, and that should do it. I mean, well, if that's the case, then why hasn't it worked in the past? Well, we'll see here. This is this is like the freshest start I've seen they well, could how, do. Well, this is it, this is really the proving season for the Knicks because with the amount oh, of free agents that are out there, if they can't get any of them, that really that says something. And this a failure for the Knicks would be getting two because you know max not all max players get max contracts they float around the Tristan Thompson's a max contract player yeah it'd be a mistake year, yeah. if they get tier two guys to max contract they need to get tier one guys in here like they can't be signing Kemba Walker and Tobias Harris and then saying look well, right we're gonna win. that's what I'm saying are they like, gonna nail Kyrie are they gonna nail yeah, Jimmy Butler are they gonna nail Kawhi Leonard are they gonna nail Kevin Durant I don't think so I think their only chance is I think they have Durant. a shot at Kemba. I don't think they have a shot at Durant and Kyrie. I guess I think they have a. Ch- they're going to be in on Durant. I think. No, for sure they're going to be in. Oh yeah, I, in I, on, I, I think he'll be like. On, he'll, I think he'll be on his little list of teams. Yeah, but what you guys were saying earlier, what are they going to offer him? You, they're going to probably search for big name players that are willing to groom a younger team. That's another thing. Too. You know, be like, listen, you come to the Knicks, you got a whole young team you can groom to be 
like you one day or be like yeah. as good. So that that's another also good offer they can be like, listen, all these guys are pretty much fresh off the boat. You want to groom them? They're yours. Yeah, but what guy's going to want to groom an entire team? Well, somebody's going to step up and he's going to groom at least three of them. Yeah, well, if somebody's going to step up. So, like, you know, they, they won't. I don't think they'll have to be that much grooming if they get their guys because they're in the East. They'll probably be a top four or five seed immediately if they get these guys at least. Well, yeah, but that, I'm not saying. I'm saying realistically, July 1st, how much of a chance do you give the Knicks to land? I'm not talking about Kemba, Tobias, Harris because those guys are. You could do that. You could doable, sell, doable. You could sell Tobias. Those are homegrown guys. Out, homegrown guys. For sure, for sure. Are you going to be able to sell top tier Kyrie? I don't think so. What? Are you going to be able to sell Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard? I don't think so. Especially when in the past, guys like guys like Kawhi, I want to be a Laker. You know, he he got traded out the country. You don't <laughs> think he's going to want to play in Sunshine, LA? I don't think so. I think so. What What would you do? Like, what would be your ideal to make this trade worth? Like, let's say you can't get Kyrie or Durant. What two players do you think would make this trade, this Porzingis trade, worth making the trade for? Like, oh, I would have to get. Kawhi? Would, no, they couldn't get Kawhi. Then I, they're not going to get Kawhi. I would have to get DeMarcus, and I would have to get Ugh. Kemba. Oh, I don't have know. To. I'd have to because they're know. not going to get Kawhi. They're not going to get now, Kevin Durant. Now, now, would that be even worth trading Porzingis at, at that, that point? That would be worth it. That would be worth it getting That would be worth it because DeMarcus and... is a mobile guy. Kemba could still play. He's a great player. I think he likes. He always plays well when they go to the Garden. And having Zion Williamson in there, if they, if they – that's another thing, too, that we didn't bring up. They traded for Dennis Smith Jr. for for KP, right? So that basically says it was a really, uh, you know, uh, you need a lot of cojones, if you know what that means. Scott Perry had. Because that's basically saying, guaranteed, we're getting Zion Williamson. Because the other guy in that draft is R.J. Barrett. He's a point guard. Yeah, but if he's, you don't he's land, best he's, so he, I, Honestly, I, I, I think he's saying, better than Williamson. Then we need to get – that. You're basically saying you're drafting Williamson. Yeah, and that, we don't even. That's not even a guarantee. Yeah, it, not, nothing is a guarantee for Scott Perry to make these moves this offseason. Nothing is a guarantee that Kyrie or Kevin Durant are going to come to and the And here's Knicks. another thing too, Chris. I'm sorry to interrupt, man. I'm on. It's okay. I'm on a roll. Man. Yeah, I can I'm tell. I, I haven't stopped yet. Listen, <laughs> this is the thing. Here's another thing. Uh, what do the Knicks do? Uh, they just got actually probably better players than they had. You've got Dennis Smith. You got DeAndre Jordan, and you got Wesley Matthews. If you don't play them, then you're going to get fined by the league for not playing them, and you're going to tank. When you do play them, you're going to be better, and you're going to fall out of that top three or probably towards the back end of the top three. I don't think DeAndre Jordan is. With teams like Cleveland and Chicago and Phoenix, it is possible. I'm not saying, you know, you're going to win 20 games. I'm saying a margin of even a game or two. Yeah, but I don't think DeAndre Jordan's making any type of difference. (laughs) He's pretty terrible. And, And they might buy these guys out, trade them before the deadline again. But, but that—that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. if they do that, that's you know, that's obviously it was an tanky. interesting trade. Yeah, it's going to be interesting and see. We're just going to have to wait to see what the Knicks can actually do this off season. And speaking of the Knicks, you had Anthony Davis wanting out of New Orleans, and the Knicks are one of his places to go to that he wants to go to. L.A. is the other place he prefers. L.A. But either either way, I mean, A.D. is not happy in New Orleans. Guys, what do you think on this? Um, I think he'll be a Laker before the trade deadline. Ooh, Laker hot take. Uh, I don't think, it's I don't think he's going to get traded deadline yeah. because I think the GM is very stubborn. If there was an offer on the table from the Lakers for Zubac, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, and their first-round pick, and he said no. And he said he's not picking up a phone call. So if you don't do anything for that, basically what you're saying is you're not taking any phone calls 
or you want to trade him to Boston because Boston has even better stuff than that. Because otherwise, you're not going to get anything better than that. Well, the thing is, for Boston, they have to wait another year. They have to wait till next February. Because no, uh, I think they have to just wait till the off season. Oh, the off season. Okay. Just the off season. That's what I'm saying. That's why he's not picking up any phone calls because he knows that he can get the best stuff for AD from Boston. Which you is, know, it's it's funny you mentioned Boston. It, it, Anthony Davis' dad rips apart the Celtics, as he said. He never wants his son to play play for Boston. Never. I mean, personally, look. May not have a choice. I mean, look, my dad wouldn't doesn't make my decisions, but if my dad really doesn't want me playing in Boston, I'm probably not playing in Boston. You know? Well, listen, you have no choice if you're traded, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to wait till his contract is up. And the Pelicans aren't going to care about that. They're going to get whatever's best for their franchise, and rightfully so. I mean, Anthony Davis, I give him a lot of credit. I really do. He's a, he's a, a humble, very humble player. His play speaks for itself. Could win the MVP almost every single season if he was healthy. And and I give him a lot of credit for even sticking it out this long with the Pelicans, a losing franchise consistently. I really do. The, the, the thing about Andy Davis, though, he he hasn't won, what, he's won one playoff series in, what, six years? But he's had nobody, man. I, I, I agree. He's but nobody. But, but he, he came in the league, everyone thought he'd be the next superstar. And what, he's won one playoff series. Anthony Davis. Yeah, I mean, look, we mentioned Anthony Davis. It's a possibility he comes to the Knicks or whatnot. Look, this dude... Really couldn't do anything with New Orleans, and it, being being Anthony Davis, he should at least get them to at least better spot, and he couldn't attract anyone to play play with him in New Orleans. Listen, that's, that's the smallest market team in the NBA, and he got it's not his fault they didn't decide to resign Demarcus Cousins, or he had his own mindset. Is that his fault? No, no. that was going to be a success no matter what. But they lost out on Demarcus Cousins in free agency, and you know what? Anthony Davis midway through this season after. Not having the Marcus Cousins, rightfully so, as for a trade because the franchise is going nowhere. It's going nowhere but down. Same thing happened with Chris Paul when he was a Pelican at the time. Same thing happened. They didn't want to be there anymore because they were wasting their career playing meaningless games because the franchise wasn't adding the pieces necessary or they couldn't attract the pieces necessary to help them build around that player. And that's why they left. And Anthony Davis, rightfully so, because he's a generational talent. He's a freak of nature. He is. He really is, and it's going to be ex- exciting to see what actually goes down between New Orleans, the Lakers, possibly the Knicks, or even the Boston Celtics at this point. But for right now, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, when we talk in all things basketball, you're listening to Review and Preview here on MyWCWP.org. And welcome back to Review and Preview here on MyWCWP.org. I am your fill-in host, Chris Klimazuski, joined alongside Kyle Russo, James Montefusco, Kyle Earhart, and running our board is the fabulous Mike Dawes. Fabulous. Yes, fabulous. You can call in at 516-299-2030. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and download our podcast after the show is done. Guys, I know we just talked a little bit about basketball. We're going to get more into basketball now because that's what we're going to do. You know, the, the Warriors continue to win as they beat the Pacers last night, 132 to 100. And the, the Warriors are just looking like the Warriors at this point, with Boogie fully healthy and not looking like he's in, been injured at all. I don't see anyone stopping the Warriors. Yeah. Well, they did just lose. That's yeah. a tough take for today. Oh, well, they lost last night. That game was yeah. a couple days ago. But Oh, okay. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. Man. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just being, you know. It's hard guy, to keep but... track of so much winning. It's, it's hard. Yeah, at the end of the day, they're, you know, the, they're the, going to win the, the title. The, the, this KP news flustered me a lot. So. It's but, flustered. Reason. Well, flustered. <laughs> What was that, 11 wins in a row or something by the Warriors? Yeah, they had well, 11. Previously until they, they lost 11, last night? Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. That's, you know, yeah, just give them the ring already. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good, guys. I don't know if you pretty watched good. a game or two. Yeah. They could they could put the ball in the hoop. Like, Mike, on a scale of 1 to 10, how good are they? 
9.8. Not okay. going to be that crazy because, you know, they almost they almost lost to the Kings like four times this year. Almost. Almost. Yeah. Almost, almost only counts on horses and hand grenades. So. so not in basketball? Not in basketball. No. All right. You got me there. Um, the Knicks, again, we stressed at how bad they are. They um, continue to stink it up. And it was just announced the other night, the All-Star game. The All Star Game. You got the play. You got the starters and the reserves. Guys, who got snubbed? Who didn't deserve it? Kyle, I know you were saying it beforehand. Who got snubbed? Yeah, Luka Doncic absolutely deserved to become the first rookie to ever make the All Star Game. Absolutely, hundred ten percent got snubbed. A guy who's averaging, I believe, twenty points a game as a rookie in Dallas, where there's nobody there. Ridiculous how he didn't make it. Yeah, I get it. The West is stacked, no doubt about it. But they should have made room for him, yeah, especially the- even as a reserve. This kid's a stud. I mean, you watch this guy up and down the corner, and he has a mentor like Dirk Nowitzki on the team, Great, one of the greatest players of all time. Great, You could probably say the greatest European player of all time. Oh, without a doubt. Teaching him along the way. Now you have Christoph Porzingis coming over to play for the Dallas Mavericks. I mean, he's not going to play this year. But, again, the European connection, Dirk is a great coach to learn from, and those guys are going to be included down the road. Um, projected starters inc- are for the team for the West include LeBron, Anthony Davis, and all the all, just all the the top notch guys from from the league. I really don't have to mention all the names. You guys don't know yeah. who it is. Yeah. Uh, it was announced today. D'Angelo Russell is taking Victor Oladipo's place in the All Star game as a reserve. I'm actually a little shocked. You know, before it got announced today that D'Angelo Russell was snubbed from the All Star game, I was actually shocked he's been playing. Like a like an elite player, this crazy, had these right? this past couple of months, and it was, to see he got snubbed, I was like, "What?" But now he got <laughs> now he got the he got the All Star nod. Congratulations to D'Angelo Russell. I mean, it's gonna be and now to go on to the All Star game. This uh, I mean the three point contest. You have Seth versus Steph. Nice in the his brother. That's gonna be interesting to watch, guys. Oh, huh? It's gonna make it more competitive. You no. know, not just joking around because they're gonna really try and win. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. You're gonna see actual like three point shooting and whatnot. It's gonna be very interesting to watch. Uh, the dunk contest. I actually have no idea who's in the dunk it's contest. Miles Bridges, John Collins, Dennis Smith Jr. So there you go. That's okay, Knicks. The Knicks. There it we go. It was gonna be Derek Jones Jr. from the Miami Heat, but he has two bone bruises in his knee. Mm. He got that a couple game uh, days ago. He's gonna be out like six weeks, so I don't think he's gonna be able to participate. Ooh. They haven't announced who's gonna replace him yet, but. Yeah, those are the guys so far. So that's gonna this be a great dunk contest this year. It really is really good. The athleticism of John Collins, the ferociousness, ridiculousness of Miles Bridges, and Dennis Smith Jr.'s got bunnies. He's got bunnies for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be very interesting. Now, look, I think I think we stressed about the NBA enough and all the big news that went on. We're gonna transfer over to college basketball, and look, we can talk about Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, all the Georgia, Gonzaga, all these all these top teams. I want to start it off with talking about Hofstra basketball, guys. 16-game win go. streak. Hottest team in the nation. I put mean, us in the tourney. Put, me in the, put them in the tourney. Oh, relax there. Put them in the tourney. <laughs> the t- Listen, if they, if they don't lose a game for the rest of the season, they could easily be a 13 seed if they, if they don't get screwed over. But well, they also have to win their tournament also, their conference they tournament. tournament. No, I'm not real, saying they can't. they ridiculously good. Justin Wright Foreman. He's he's incredible. He's averaging he's averaging twenty six points a game, five rebounds, four four assists. He's playing phenomenal basketball yeah, for the Pride right now. Hofstra, I mean, look, they got Northeastern tomorrow. I'm pretty sure they play Mar- Marquette somewhere down the road. I'm pretty sure. I mean, look, Kyle, you're our Hofstra insider. Have you been to any games this year? I actually, I think, what game did I go to? I went to a game in the beginning of the season. They actually lost that game, I believe. I think they played. 
it wasn't Marshall. I think it might have been VCU, but I don't, I don't remember. Just an excellent game overall from Justin Wright Foreman. I mean, I watched him real close because a lot of people around campus, he had um, he was attending all these pro basketball camps. He was uh, declaring for the draft at one point. I think he's actually declaring again this off uh, after this season. He, he's just an excellent, excellent player, and it's really cool to watch a guy grow in front of you and potentially say, "I went to I went to school with that NBA player." Because you know, especially as a as a kid, as a team, where it's not like oh, it's not like uh, Duke, where you say oh, every guy gets drafted from that. You know, this yeah. team, you don't not everybody, nobody comes out of here. To, yeah. ha- to have a guy that represents his school in the NBA would be crazy. I look forward to it. Hopefully, it happens. Kai, would you say he's doing excellent work? Oh, phenomenal work, James. This is above excellent work. This uh-huh. is beyond. This is excellent work. This is phenomenal work. And oh. then I, I got another one for you. Yeah. Have you met any any of them? Like, have you talked to them at all? Like, uh, okay. I have not had but will in the future. But then that goes goes my next question. Have you seen Justin Wright Foreman on campus? Oh, I have. I've actually waited behind him to get a sandwich one time. Oh, my God. Now, were you, like, like fangirling out? (laughs) Like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I tapped him on the shoulder, (laughs) and I'm like, holy, I can't say the word, but you're Justin Wright Foreman. He's like, yeah, I am. He's like, like, oh, my God, are you you on pro? He's like, I hope so. It was, oh, my God. It was unbelievable. But, uh, Did you buy him lunch? No, man, I only had lo- I only had money for me, man. I oh, my God. Uh, well, I you blew it. Listen, man, he makes a pro team. I'll buy him lunch, okay? You got to sacrifice right. your own food yeah. for that day to for, give it to so Justin. Right. I won't eat. He'll eat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll eat. I mean, he'll, he is eating 26 points a game. I mean, <laughs> he is, he's feasting. He's feasting. He's, not, he's not hungry. <laughs> listen, definitely entertaining to see, especially from my own eyes on the court itself. So, definitely very exciting to see. Yeah, it's very exciting. Hofstra, you know, we're on Long Island. We don't we, Look, we have Stony Brook football, we have St. John's basketball, and then Hofstra basketball, and that's really it for D- Division One sports here on Long Island. Look, we have LIU Post here now going D1 next year. But for right now, I mean, Hofstra having the 16-game win streak is just incredible to watch. Tomorrow they take on Northeastern, 430, and I'll be tuning into that game to watch it. I'm going to say that. Look, the, to, they, are, they are the hottest team in the country. It's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. I also believe that game's on MSG tomorrow, too, so it's on uh, local TV. That's all. I can't. I'm going to be very excited to watch this game. But now, but now to go back to, you know, at the bigger teams in the country, Dukes, the Kentuckys. Kentucky beat Kansas 71 to 63 on Saturday. That was just a that was just a good game this year. Kentucky is looking great, great. Is playing great basketball. Yeah, Kelvin Johnson is really developing as as a player. And you know, Kentucky they kind of had a slow start to the season, fell a little bit behind. But you know, they're building their way back. Kansas is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Kansas at one point in the season was ranked number one. I'm pretty sure. I, I had think they started the season with K- one. Kansas lately has been dropping off though because they no, also been, lost. No, they've been horrible. Yeah, know, yeah. Horrible. They, 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 they lost, lost Texas. Man. What's his name? Uh, the center. The, he's out. Azubuki. Azubuki. Yes. yes. He's yes. out. I believe he's out for the rest of the season. If, if not, if he's coming back at all. But that was a major, major loss for them, and probably responsible for the reason that there's such a, a significant drop off. But are yep. they? Are they even ranked anymore? Uh, I don't think the rankings come out. Yeah, this was early in the week, this so, was early we, in the so week. we have to wait till next okay. week for them. Because I know they have a bunch of losses. Yeah, uh, yeah, they lost to Texas this week, and I think they play on Saturday, so they got a they lost two in a row. It doesn't look good. Yeah, it doesn't. But bright spot for Kentucky, building their way back up into the top ten. Um, Duke destroys Notre Dame. I know Tom, if you're listening, <laughs> big that we all know how big of a fan Notre Dame is. I mean, uh, Tom is for Notre Dame. Duke destroyed them in South Bend, 83-61. to 61. Zion continues to just dominate college basketball. I mean, Incredible. is there anything this guy can't do? He can do everything. 
I, as soon as he gets to the NBA, he's already weighs he just, more than everybody. He just needs to develop a three point shot. But that, oh, but, but, but that, that you can always learn. That's yeah. something over that. time. I mean, yep. look, look. I mean, look. You I'm going to teach. You, my bad. I'm I was going to say, I, I, you haven't seen a player of his stature, like okay. you mean, ever. Maybe you can compare him to LeBron James, maybe. But this kid is something else. He's six eight. Two two sixty. I'm pretty sure. I think it's two seventy. Two seventy, and he. Run- no, wait a minute. It might be two eighty. I think. He's, okay. he's a truck. This dude is a coke machine with legs, <laughs> and he is dunking the basketball, and just doing every- running everybody on the court. He it's crazy. is. This kid is something else. We generational. Like, he's exactly Kyle. You said it best. He's a generational talent. You, we haven't seen a guy like this. Ever. In a long, long time. I don't I've, even. I don't even know who you compare him to. Exactly. He's I, a combination of everybody. He's got Jordan's airtime, Shaq's weight, LeBron's build. It, it's it's crazy. Exactly. You know this. Is, he's literally a generational talent. Guys like Zion don't come around that so often. I mean, look. You can see the last generational talent was Ben Simmons. Before that, maybe Anthony Davis. And even before that, I can't even LeBron James. LeBron James, maybe that was it. But now, Zion Williamson, I, I got I got Zion fever. I definitely yes. do. Um, absolutely, he's a juggernaut right now. Yeah. Really, like, he literally is. He's he's a cheat code. Yeah. He's he's the cheat code you would type into NBA Two K. He's the guy you build in fantasy. That's is ridiculous. put it all up to a ninety nine. Everything yeah. you know. That's Zion Williamson. That's Zion. absolutely dominates and will continue so to dominate. It seems like I'm I'm the only one not drinking the Zion Kool Aid. Uh, I I mean, know. Can, can we ask why yeah, you're not? Why? Because he can't shoot. Yeah, you could say he could develop all he yep. wants. He can't shoot, can't shoot free throws. I'm sure he'll be a phenomenal pro, but he cannot shoot at all. But this is the thing. This is the difference between him and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is, I mean, not Ben Simmons, Zion Williamson is more physical. Oh, he, he's, he's, he'll be better. He's shown sure. signs that he can shoot the ball. He's absolutely, from the three-point range, he can definitely pull up. And by the time he gets to the NBA, he, he weighs more than everybody except for Boban Mariano. So he's going to toss bodies around. That's just what he's yeah. gonna do. I he, mean, that's not the NBA though nowadays. Like you need to shoot. And yep. Well, no, he's absolutely. Have to defend, he's gonna have to I, I don't think that. that'll be a problem for for him. I don't think it's gonna be that much of a struggle as people are saying it's gonna be. He's still gonna be able to drive lanes. He's still gonna be able to push people around. I don't think it's gonna be that much of a problem. Because who do you think about it like this? What pro player are you putting up against Zion Williamson? I don't care if you're uh, uh, LeBron James up against a rookie. You know what body type do you put up against him? You know you can't toss around a two hundred eighty pound, six foot eight guy. It's not like you're going up against a a six three point guard that doesn't even weigh two hundred pounds. Yeah, you know who do you put up against him to guard him? Because the I guy mean, could dribble. There's grown men in the league, so well, I don't nobody's doubting that. But he has the weight of a center and the athleticism of a point guard. Yeah, he's he's pretty good. That's yeah. <laughs> but I do agree with start drinking that Kool Aid. I do agree with Mike's point because now this league is all about hitting the threes. If you can't hit a three, nobody really likes you, it seems. I mean, I I think what he can't shoot right now, but I feel like once you get into the NBA, you have enough coaching staff around you where that they'll help build him up to where he can be. He may not be very good the first two seasons, but give him maybe three or four seasons, you know, the third or fourth season in, he may be... You know, he could shoot like Steph Curry. No, not Steph Curry, but James, you're absolutely right about it. it. It's all about development. It's all about development. It it really is. And if he's able to unleash that in the NBA, that'd be crazy with everything that he already has. Kyle, yeah, you said it perfect. It's it's all about development. Look at the Nets right now. The Nets don't have a player on their team that was drafted higher than the 20th overall pick, not counting D'Angelo Russell. Look, 
Kenny Atkinson is a great developer of players, and he developed Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, Joe Harris, all these guys into good players that are putting the Nets in the a playoff position right the now. Dogs. Exactly, yeah, and it's they, all thanks to coaching. Yeah. So if if Zion can get the right coach in the NBA, develop that shot, he'll be an elite player for a long, and, long time. And we're saying like he's like you know Ben Simmons. He's not Ben Simmons. I mean, if you if you watch the game fully, obviously most of his points are coming within the paint. Yeah, but he, I I've seen him pull up many times from three. You know, from fifteen feet out, he he has that in his game. Does he have it on a consistent level? No. But that could be developed on a consistency. You know, it's not like the guy can't shoot the ball at all. He, he can shoot. He has that in his game. It needs to be obviously contained and, and build around. But as of now, this guy is absolutely incredible. He's, he's an animal in college. He'll be an animal in the NBA. I'll be honest. If I'm a, if I'm a GM, I, I'll take Barrett over Zion. Are you? Really? And the reason why is because he already has a three-point shot. And he the the way the way the what he does in games. I know Zion. We all they all talk about Zion. I think Barrett is just so good. I I think he will be a better pro than Zion because he has developed three. He takes it to the basket. He can defend. Zion, yeah, he can he gets his blocks, but I Zion can't really defend as well as Barrett. So me personally, I prefer Barrett over Zion. My thing with Barrett is and don't take any. I'm not taking any credit away from Barrett whatsoever because I think he's an unbelievable talent without a doubt he will be an excellent pro but when i look at barrett going into every game if you're an opponent of the duke blue devils you are scared you know what because of zion mm-hmm. and that i think that allows more opportunity for rj barrett because you are so worried about what zion's going to be able to do to you because you cannot he'll be on anywhere on the court you don't have to worry about him in the paint he'll be at the three-point line you don't have to worry about him three-point line he'll be in the paint dominating you be dunking on you all over the place. He'll be running. He'll be outrunning everybody on the court at his weight and his body type, and he'll be tomahawk dunking on the other side of the court. Yeah, and now I um, think that allows more opportunity for Barrett. Not that I'm taking away; he's an excellent player, but I think because you have a dominant piece like Zion Williamson, I think that leaves more opportunity for RJ Barrett. Now, Mike, I believe you have some stats for us. I do because he can't shoot a three, and I knew it, so I looked it up. He's shooting twenty <laughs> percent from three, sixty-four percent from the line. It's just not good. So I mean, sixty-four percent, but that can develop into eighty. Yeah, but I'm, this is college too, where you don't get to the free throw line every like. That's just not true. I mean, well, I mean, for him, he's getting a free he throw line to the every free time, throw line like, all the time. Like, but the thing about Barrett, though, also like that game where Zion was out, where Florida State, where Zion was out the whole second half, Barrett controlled that second half. I think he had like four threes in the second half, dropped like twenty points. And they end up winning the game because Reddish game winning three, but Barrett controlled that game in the second half. So as much as I agree, like Zion yeah, on the double team on the inside, Barrett's open for three. But I, I think Barrett's really, really good. Now, I mean, look, I think they're usually going to go one two in the draft. It's just going to be a matter of time of who goes one, who goes two, who needs what. But speaking of Duke, we got St. John's playing Duke this weekend, guys. Do you give, are we giving St. John's any sort of a chance this weekend? Um. No. Kyle, you want to say yes, Kyle, but... I do want to say yes. The only way I can see them winning, if Marvin Clark drops 20 and Shamori Pons drops 40 or 50, which is very <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> if he drops 50 points. <laughs> I mean, Shamori Pons, had, I mean, he, he has done it before. He, he He's dropped 45 in games, but, oh, God. Yeah, you got <laughs> to do that and then contain Zion and Barrett, yeah, though. No. So no, I don't. I mean, I would like to see a competitive game. I don't think it's going to happen though. Yeah, should we uh, pick this game? Oh, should we? Yeah. Should we? Let's pick this. Let's game. pick this game. Let's well, pick this game. well, let's be uh, 
Let's be men about it. Let's put the point spread on. 17 and a half. Oh, my God. And that's 17. accurate. Yeah, I mean, they should get blown out at Duke, of course. I think it's going to be over 17 and a half. Yeah, no, I, I think Duke will cover to 17 and a half for sure. I'm going to take the under. Just to be. Nope, just just to I, 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 I agree with uh, Chris. Wait, so who are we calling on wins now? It's. So I'm, I'm will calling Duke, Duke win by 18 plus is the question. No. Okay, so you're on St. John's. Yes. I'm on Duke by 18 plus. I'm on Duke. I'm on St. John's. I'm on St. John's. Tiebreaker. St. John's. Oh. Ah, bad, bad choice, bad choice. Okay. Now, again, another game this weekend. We got Kansas taking on Texas, number 16, Texas Tech. You think they can stop their losing streak this weekend, guys? I don't think so. They Texas Tech is tough. They don't have anybody in the paint to defend. You lose that big body yep. in the middle, and it's just over. And I don't care who you have shooting the ball. If you can't defend, you're not going to win. And I also believe Texas Tech is what, top five defense in yes. the, the, the uh, college basketball. Yep. So, I mean... They don't have that big man can't defend. So also, they're having trouble scoring also. so It's going to be very interesting, you know. And now Tennessee, they took the number one spot as the number two, number one team in the nation. I personally did not see this coming. Tennessee Nobody. Tennessee yeah. basketball is back. I mean, Dawes, look, you and I elaborate on Tennessee basketball. I know you've been watching tons of basketball games this season. Tons of basketball games for explicit reasons. But <laughs> I, think, I think this is very deserving of the one spot. I mean, they are really good. Yeah, they're really complete, good. They're, com- <laughs> they're a complete all-around team. Oh, yeah. The, without a doubt. They're a team that just will just win by 30 every game in a tournament, I feel like. I don't well, not know every game, but now, I think they'll cruise to the Sweet 16. I don't think they'll 16. dominate every I mean, they'll definitely competition in the tournament, but, you know, they yeah. get to that second round. I don't know if they're going to dominate necessarily. Now, Dawes, I know, again, I'm going to refer back to you. You watched a lot of games this oh, season. Gosh. We were talking about it earlier before. Who is your top four teams right now? Oh, my top four? Thanks for asking, Christian. You're welcome. Don't, ever, go don't with, call me Christian, but... All right, Christopher, <laughs> all right, in no order, uh, I'm going to go with Virginia, Gonzaga, Michigan, wow. and Tennessee. In no order, but I don't think Not a Duke, Duke is a top four team. You sure you want Michigan because they're... Yeah, I understand they're losing. I've okay. been checking every few <laughs> All seconds. right, I'm just letting you know. I, I got Michigan minus four. It's not looking good. All right. So I understand they're losing, but, you know, Big Ten, they trade wins and losses all the time. Not worried about that. They, they do have, in my opinion, the best X and O coach in the country, or John Beeline. That's not Coach K. Sorry. <sighs> All right. So, I look, I think we, we talked about enough basketball right now, and I think we're going to take a quick break right now. And when we come back, we're going to get into our team of the week. We're going to talk about the Pro Bowl, and we're going to talk about the big game this Sunday, Rams-Patriots. It's going to be a slobber knocker of a game. You're listening to Review and Preview here on my WCWPsports.org. And welcome back to Review and Preview here on my WCWP.org. I'm your host, Chris Klimazewski. Tom Scavetta is not in today. I am filling in as the fill-in host. And I'm joined alongside Kyle Russo, James Montefusco, <laughs> Kyle Earhart, and the wonderful Mike Dawes. Wow. Yeah. Fabulous and wonderful. Yeah. Fabulous and wonderful. You're a great guy. Actually, no, nah, we're still going to fight each other in the parking lot soon. But, all right, we're going to get into Team of the Week right now. Guys, I hope you have your teams ready, and we're going to start with James. <laughs> wow, okay, I have no team. Um, I am... Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Dallas, uh, the basketball team. Ooh, the Mavs. Yeah, the Mavericks. They picked up KP this couple days ago, and I think it was a good move for them. They may be big. I think it was also kind of a smart move for the 
Knicks as well mm-hmm. to get him out. I mean, he's injured. You're not probably going to see him for the rest of the season. And with him being able, him going over there, it's probably going to help Dallas next season. Like Do- Dawes, let me hear yours. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going wow, way out of attitude. Order. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with the Cavs. Virginia Cavs. Ooh, got you there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, they're really good. And they <laughs> they just uh, they beat NC State, survived, whatever. But the game before that, they absolutely destroyed Notre Dame. I mean, it wasn't even a ball game. They won by, I don't know, it's a lot of math, but I think like 20, 27. A lot of math. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's a, lot a lot of math. math. That's a lot, a lot of, of math. math. Numbers. So, you know, Virginia, they're going to win the title. Next. Like, just like last year. Just, just like, like last year. Kyle. Earhart. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, something that's out of the country. I'm going to go with Millwall Soccer Club. They uh, upset the English uh, team in the English Premier League, Everton. And that's basically like watching an AHL team being an NHL team. So that's my upset. Okay. Other Kyle. Chris, we just talked about it. I'm going to go with the Hofstra Pride. 16 games in a row. Go to Northeastern tomorrow. Hopefully they can pull out that win. Hopefully they continue to win and continue to dominate and get into the tourney, their own tournament. And hopefully you get into the 64 tournament. Hopefully, hopefully I mean, look. Hopefully we're all, it would be very exciting to see because I don't know the next time it's going to happen. 68, my bad, my bad. Not so great with math, Kyle, but I appreciate <laughs> that on the bingo. Right. No. Look, we're all, we're all hoping for, for Hofstra over here. Making, a, I think, what I think is a great trade, getting Porzingis out of there, bringing in a good point guard like Dennis Smith Jr. and two extra draft picks in the upcoming years. I thought it was a great Great trade by the by the Knicks to get Porzingis. Look, look, I like Porzingis, and I said it earlier on the show. I think he's great, but he's a big guy. He's two. He's seven three, two hundred and twenty pounds. Has ankle problems, and now he had it tore his ACL. A, only really only generational players come back from ACL injuries. You saw AP do it once. You saw Tom Brady do it once. Those were really the only guys that can come that come to my mind who came off who came back back to normal from those ACL injuries. KP, we don't know yet, but look, I'm ho- I'm pulling for you. I'm pulling for you in Dallas, but that's my my team of the week is the Knicks. All right, guys, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into the Pro Bowl and some NFL awards in a quick bit. I just want to go over the Jets and Giants off seasons just for a little bit. Earlier in the week, you had it came out Jets star player Jamal Adams talking to Le'Veon Bell's people, sitting sitting down to dinner with them, trying to recruit Le'Veon to the Jets. Mike, Kyle, me. We're all big Jet fans in this room. How are you guys feeling about this? Love it. I mean, they they should probably go get Le'Veon Bell, in my expert opinion, after watching this just terrible offense. You know, and it came out today, too, uh, I think uh, yesterday, that the the Jets aren't ready to break the bank for Le'Veon Bell. I think that's that's asinine. It's crazy. It's that's crazy. Asinine. You have $100 million. What are you waiting for? Exactly. I think... Give this man all the money in the world, and he's got to be on this on this team. Kyle, what do you think? I mean, I wouldn't give this guy so much money because the Jets still have issues. So offensive line, they still have the, the, the need pass rusher. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell being upgrade, but if he has an offensive line to like you know put him in front of, like, what does it matter? Well, that's a there's a there's a start to it. You know, I mean, at least show that you're like involved with him. You know, don't just be hesitant. I mean, when if you had like fifty million in cap, I'd be like, yeah, you know, just stay away. But you have a hundred million dollars, 
Is $18 million really going to put a dent in that cap space? Oh, it's going to be way more than 18. He's going to want way more than 18. He's going to go, I can guarantee you, he's going to want more than what Odell got. 100%. 100%. It's going to be what. no team is going to give them that, and then he's going to eventually have to settle. But see, look, the Jets have the, 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 the Jets have the money to give him that, though. That's the thing. So if we have to overspend for Le'Veon, I'm going to do it. And he came out a couple, like maybe a month or two ago. How much are you willing to overspend, though? Look, Le'Veon's great. I, I can't. I he's, I cannot give him when he's a look, quarter of that. Cap. He I can't is do it. when he plays. He's the best offensive player on the field. No matter who's on the field, whether it's Odell, whether it's Saquon Barkley, whether it's David Johnson when he's healthy, DeAndre Hopkins, Antonio Brown, whoever it is, he's the best offensive player on. He would be the best offensive player on anyone's team. And the Jets have the money to give it out, and they need a good running back. Look, you had. Isaiah Crowell, who looked good the first six weeks, but after that just stank. Elijah Maguire, he's not he's not ready to be a, the starting running back for the New York Jets. And then Bilal Powell, you don't even know if he's going to play football. I don't even want him back, personally. I'd rather not have Bilal Powell back. Yeah, his contract's up. He won't be back. Yeah, he won't be no back. Way. Too many injuries, so he won't be back. Give this man the contract he needs. I mean, look, and you heard it oh, a couple months ago, former teammate of Le'Veon Bell, Steve McClendon, came out and said, He's not going to be giving anyone locker room problems if you give him the contract. He's going to come in, work his butt off, and be the player that he that Le'Veon Bell is. But that's what you say. But you don't, you know, you don't know that. But if this guy's, if this guy wants, if he'll take under twenty, if he takes eighteen or nineteen just to beat out Odell, Odell, I give him that in a heartbeat. What if was Odell's contract? Is eighteen and a half, I think. So yeah, I mean, look, if I'd he g- takes nineteen, even if he takes twenty, I'm okay with that. But if he if he wants twenty five, if he's asking for that. Oh yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't do, I can't see that. I don't think McCagnan is dumb enough to do that. I don't think the owners <laughs> are dumb enough to them allow McCagnan to do that. Oh boy, I you say it. oh boy because you know it's a questionable. Thing. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, no, I think I agree with you hundred percent. Look, if it's like twenty six mil, uh, yeah, I mean, I'd rather not give it to him. But if it's like twenty nineteen, so something over what Odell got, and yeah, I'd say give it to him, give him what he wants. You just got to remember too, guys. This guy was. Out of football for a year plus. I mean, look what happened to Des Bryant. Yeah, that's what I, Towards that. ACL in practice. I mean, you give, and this is guaranteed money. This isn't, I don't even think, I don't even know if it's necessarily about the term of the contract. I, it's all about guaranteed money now. Nobody cares for how long you get. Kirk Cousins only got three years, but all of his money is guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, he could sign a three-year, $100 million guaranteed thing. I'm not saying that's happening. I'm just, yeah. Theoretically. It's all about the guaranteed because at the end of the day, he knows that whatever team pays for him is going to have to put a lot of guaranteed money in it. And there's great potential. I believe he knows this. There's great potential that he could get hurt. Yeah. That's why he wants the guaranteed money. Like, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Jets do. If the Jets don't land a guy like Le'Veon Bill, the next best option in the free agency is Mark Ingram. Well, you know, Mark Ingram's a great guy. He's no Le'Veon. Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see if the Jets can actually spend the big bucks this offseason, get a guy like Le'Veon, build up that offensive line, which was atrocious last year, yeah. and get the guys necessary to make them to make them a relevant team because the Jets can the Jets can do it this season. The thing with Le'Veon, I think what makes him so attractive as a free agent, especially for a team that doesn't have an offensive line, is that you need to take the heat away from Darnold. Because Darnold now in his second year, you know, if he, it doesn't matter what line he has. I mean, listen, I'm a Giants fan. I still think that Eli is the main problem. But I, uh, I'm not dumb. I, uh, I'm not blind. I know that our offensive line has problems. Mm-hmm. 
This Jets line is atrocious. I know that oh, for a fact. Atrocious. But you're not going to settle this in one year. No. But this is New York. This is your franchise guy. You need a guy to take the heat off him. And I think that's why the Jets might, I'm not going to say sucker, but fall for paying or overpaying if they do wind up getting him. No, and that's what you make a good point. The Jets' O-line is awful. God awful. Yeah. And, you know, the Jets do have a, gra- a, high third, uh, a high pick this year, third overall. Personally, I'd rather draft an offensive lineman. And the only the only way the Jets draft a defense player is if Nick Bo- uh, Joey Nick Bosa falls to the Jets as the third overall pick, yeah. which I personally think could happen. I don't. I don't but know. other than that, I think if the, you're not seeing Nick Bosa, you got to draft uh, Greg Little from Ole Miss or Jonah Williams from Alabama. If, Those, if that happens, if Nick Bosa is off the board, which is almost guaranteed, I would. I would trade back. I would trade back because yeah. they just yeah. have. Yeah, me this too. is a deep draft mm-hmm. with a lot of solid offensive players and defensive players. I would see how many picks you get for that number three overall pick, especially with the amount of teams that need a quarterback. It was just released earlier today, actually a couple hours ago, that the Dolphins are expected to release Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. So they need a quarterback. Cincinnati is still up in question. You know, new coach. He might want his own guy. Mm-hmm. Although Andy Dalton is, uh, he's okay as a quarterback. Very inconsistent. You know, Giants need a guy. Yeah. Nobody wants – I don't even think any football fan wants to see another a season of Blake Bortles. <laughs> and look, I mean, and even, I know, even I, in Tampa Bay, it's a question. Look, you know, I, know, I know they picked up the fifth-year option, but – Yeah, it's going to be very exciting to see what the Jets can actually do in the draft. And then you have names like Roger Saffold, Mitch Morris, A.J. Can, all in the free agents who, who the Jets could sign. Roger Saffold's on this on the Super Bowl. Trent Brown. Yeah. Look, it's – D- Ford from Kansas City. D Ford, yeah, exactly. Demarcus Lawrence, if he doesn't get franchise tag. Jadavion Clowney. Jadav- yeah. uh, uh, he'd probably get franchise tag. Yeah. I don't think he'll be uh, on, in the Jets uniform, but it's, ni- it's nice to dream. It's nice to dream. <laughs> it's nice to dream. Now we go over to the blue and white or the blue and red, whatever your colors are. Um, Giants, what do you guys think? Off-season moves you guys got to make. Well, I, first of all, Chris, okay. we're the team that has two Super Bowl wins within MetLife, so oh, we kind of oh. own the stadium. I don't know. Would you rather have two Super Bowls or be undefeated in the Super Bowl? Undefeated in the Super Bowl. Yeah. All right, uh, who beat Tom Brady twice? I'm sure the Jets have in their history. In the Super Bowl. Oh, man. So was Nick Foles. <laughs> Once. Once. Oh, it's two times. <laughs> well, I mean, that's not fair. The Jets can't play the Patriots in the Super Bowl. True, that's so, not we, fair. so we don't know. We don't know. We, don't we know. would never know. Yeah, Mark Sanchez, more play, same amount Tied, of playoffs, yeah. as well, and beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. So technically, we beat them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, you've said nothing that's false so far. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead with your question. I just no. Um, Giants offseason moves. My giant, my Giants fans. Tom, you're not in here. Um, what, what do you guys think this offseason? Um, what, what's the the main the main thing you guys got to go after? I would say offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that's for me. That's in between offensive line and pass rushers, pass rushers. because okay. we need to get back to rushing the quarterback. I was reading something. It was either this morning, saying that he, they need to follow uh, a kind of um, path they did when they won against Tom Brady in the big game mm-hmm. uh, years back. So um, I, I think pass rushers and definitely offensive line because you got Barkley, that's a great running back. Mm-hmm. And you got weapons all over. You know, you got Odell, you got Shepard, you got Ingram, you got Ellison. You know, you, you got guys that can run routes, and if you just get some extra time, I think with that and making more holes, like we saw at the end of the season, right, Kyle? We saw that 
Barkley was getting shut down because teams were finally kind of figuring him out in a way. So I think with a stronger offensive line, we can do different pulls. We can re- maneuver different ways. Well, that's what's crazy about Barkley, man. It's just, it's just he's great. Man. Yeah, two thousand plus scrimmage yards, and he had the worst offensive line in the league. Arguably, not. I don't think it was the worst, but arguably. No, and that's another thing too. I'm gonna say, you guys obviously need offensive line, but he he showed out pretty good last year. I mean, didn't seem to be a problem. Yeah, exactly. Didn't seem to be a problem for Saquon Barkley. He found a hole no matter what where it was, and he. He's just great. I mean, now personally, I think I did a mock draft already for the season, my first one. I think I mentioned it last week or two weeks ago. I had the Giants drafting Greedy Williams, the cornerback from LSU. I like that. I do like that a lot. And I, I only have that because, look, I know you guys need pass rushers. And I know if a guy like Rashawn Gary is there at the sixth pick from Michigan, it'd be great. But I feel like you guys can live with B.J. Hill as your, one of your DN, uh, one side and Olivier Vernon on the other side. My only thing is, and I'm going to go back to your other question before I answer this one. We need, the first thing that we got to do, either sign Landon Collins long-term or franchise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Second yes. thing you got to do, Eli got to take a pay cut. Cannot be paying you $23 million mm-hmm. a year to throw 22 touchdowns. Can't happen. It's not worth a million dollars mm-hmm. per touchdown. Not worth it. Next thing we got to do, Chris, just like you said, if a guy like Greedy Williams falls to us, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... That's a good. Uh, I would be happy with that because we need another corner, and it would enable us to let go or trade away Janoris Jenkins because the Giants last year they used their supplementary third round. They used their third round pick for this year's draft in the supplementary draft and drafted Sam Beal. When they drafted Sam Beal, they said if he would have waited till this year, he would have been a first round cornerback. So I'm very excited to see that. But he tore his ACL in practice last year, so he never got the chance to hit the field. So I would love to see Greedy Williams play alongside Sam Beal and allow us to trade away Janoris Jenkins, but I don't know if that's necessarily realistic. But if a guy like Dwayne Haskins falls to us without a question, you, you, you have to. You have to take him. We cannot continue. This is the problem. This is why. Because what you're basically saying is if you don't take Dwayne Haskins and you convince uh, the world and football fans and Giant fans all around, you're basically saying, Eli, we're going to give you one more year, and we're going to hope for you to be bad. That way we could nail a quarterback next year in the draft. That's what you're basically saying. Because if Eli miraculously does well, then where's our quarterback in the future? It's just not going to happen. No, There's guys coming out like two with Justin Herbert next season. You want to get those guys, right? you got to stink. What you're going to be <laughs> telling your fans is, Eli, another three wins. That's all you need th- this upcoming season. Yeah, but you can't tank because then then you, then you look at the, you're wasting. No, nobody. But you're wasting your best player, Odell and Barkley. You're wasting their time on the Giants. I, I understand what you're saying. You want a better quarterback. But at the same time, when you got Odell and Barkley, and at this point Odell's time is kind of ticking in my eye, in my in my eyes, yeah. it's like the the more he gets hurt, the older he gets, the yeah, less no, time. No, without a doubt, without so a doubt. So I feel like you're going to be wasting more time on them than like okay, tank, and then hopefully some new quarterback can come and fill the role right away. I see well, that's what, what you're I'm saying. saying. That's what I'm saying. But if we get a quarterback this draft. Like, if we draft somebody that's really good and Eli can groom, yeah. you know, that would be great because I don't want Barkley's and Odell's time just to be wasted and then at the end of their contracts be like, all right, bye, and it's like we got nothing out of it. We got n- no playoff wins, for example, or no, you know, no ring. Well, that's what, that's what I'm saying, James. We, we basically just agreed without saying it, is that with that sixth overall pick, if a guy like Dwayne Haskins is there, you have to draft him, yeah. now, without a doubt. See, what I think the Giants are going to do is uh, – 
I think drafting Dwayne Haskins is way too early. I mean, look, you guys need a quarterback, obviously, but and Dwayne Haskins is a good player. Don't get me wrong. And Mike, I, look, I know you're gonna roast me right now for it because Mike, I'm gonna revert back to earlier in the college football season. You did not like Dwayne Haskins. Okay, it was like week two when he was missing guys wide open. No, it was like week six when you Fine. guys. It's a twelve week season. Okay, and he's he's great. Don't he's... get me wrong. He will be a first round pick, but I feel like Hot there team. are there are other things that the Giants need to address before they address the quarterback. And I feel like in the second round, you can draft a guy like Drew Locke or Daniel Jones from Duke. I don't even know if they're going to fall in the second round. With all the the need for quarterback, all these quarterbacks could be going by top 15. Exactly. And then we're also mentioning in the free agency this year, you have guys like you see Ryan Tannehill just got released. Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback when he's healthy. Granted, he can never stay healthy. But he's good when he's healthy. Nick Foles. What are the what are the Eagles going to do with Nick Foles? I feel like he only works in Philadelphia, though. He's not going to work anywhere else. Yeah, I mean, I, we've seen that before, too. I mean, he he's buns, buns, City, and, yeah, buns and the Chiefs. Didn't work. I think he saves the end that Gerber wins. But, yeah, but again, we don't know what's going to happen with these like these veteran quarterbacks. Derek Carr, we have no idea what's going to go on with him. Andy Dalton, new coach in the Eagles. He might, he might be getting the boot soon. It's all going to be very exciting to see what actually goes on yeah. this offseason in the yeah. NFL between the Jets and the Giants. The Jets have a lot of money. Gi- Giants have are just a few pieces away from being from being good again. They are, and the, and this is where the problem lies. And what James was just talking about, me and him were talking about, is that we don't want to waste the years of Odell and Saquon. And I get that. Need a better offensive line. No doubt about it. But don't you think a quarterback that's only throwing 22 touchdowns a year with those weapons is holding you back? No, yeah, I, I, I agree with I you. I mean, you, with those types of weapons... You should at least be hitting thirty. No, I I one hundred percent agree with it you. It shouldn't even be an issue. There See, was games this season where Eli didn't even throw a touchdown. That's mm-hmm. unacceptable. Yeah, it's it's tough. And look, Eli, I respect Eli as much as I Without can. Without a doubt, love him. And sometimes everybody has a time, and his time has come. Sometimes it's not easy when you're getting pressured every thirty seconds either. Yeah, no, you know, I, getting knocked down and. It, but it doesn't help that you know he's a lot older. Yeah, too. I mean he's also just not playing good. I mean it's been like that for a long time. I mean, he's been top five in the league in, it feels like, interceptions every single season. Yeah, he got two rings, though. That's fine, but he's certainly last ring was in 2011, James. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was eight years ago. That's yeah, a long time ago. A <laughs> wow. long good time man. ago. Thank um, you. Definitely appreciated. Definitely loved, but everybody has a time. He's 38 years old. Yeah. It's, it's, it's his but name. That's what I'm they saying. Need you got to get, get another plan. Like, they need oh. to put plan B. They need to start it. And yeah. that starts with Dwayne Haskins. It does. It does. Hall of Famer. It does. They can't wait. They cannot wait another year to draft a quarterback. They cannot. Can't. Even now, if it's not Dwayne Haskins, they need to take a quarterback. Sure. Now, I'm going to mention this too. I mean, you, say you guys do take Dwayne Haskins. Are you Giants okay. fans? Are you guys scared a little bit of the history of how bad Ohio State quarterbacks have been in the NFL? No. Why are you looking no. at me when you said that? You didn't look at me. <laughs> he, he, Why do I want to look at he you? He was looking at me. Because that was an attack to me. He was like glancing with his right yeah. at <laughs> No. I'm not scared at all with the with the history of Ohio State quarterbacks. I'll tell you why. He has ridiculous build. He's the only quarterback in this draft who already has NFL body, without well, a doubt. That's a fact. He's an NFL arm, mm-hmm. NFL accuracy, better than NFL accuracy. Nobody else in this draft has accuracy, without a doubt. Nobody else has the body to withstand hits. Facts. And, and nobody has the size that he has. Well, people are taller than him, obviously, but yeah. nobody. He, he's know, he's a big Ben thick. And he's and he's C-H-I-C-C. <laughs> Yeah. Couple seasons there. Couple, Couple seasons. You can no, go three. He's a big body build. He's going to be yeah. hard to tackle, and he's mobile. Which mm. is oh, yeah. this is the type yeah. of movement that the quarterback era is going in. If your quarterback's mobile 
and he has accuracy, you're going to go to the playoffs. He reminds me of a little bit of a maybe like a beefier Cam Newton. Uh, sure. A little bit. He reminds me, except he, reminds he has me better. Guy. He can throw the ball. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a beefier Cam Newton who can throw the ball a little yeah. better. Also, now, who are these bad Ohio State quarterbacks? Cardell Jones, JT Barrett. Cardell Jones won a national championship. I'm talking about in the NFL. He never got the chance. He never got the chance. You can't say it. Who'd you say? I said JT Barrett. Troy Smith won a Heisman. JT Barrett never had a chance. He's JT talking Barrett. about NFL. JT about in the, I'm not talking about in college. In college, they're great. Listen, Terrell Pryor was great. Terrell Pryor has the longest touchdown rushing from a quarterback. He's in Canton, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean yeah, you got me. Okay, so you guys aren't afraid now. But look, I got another final question for Giants fans. Two years in a row, Odell's been injured for the season. Ooh. He comes back healthy again this year and gets injured again. What, what are you guys thinking? Bust. Release. I think that it is not a concern with his play, mm-hmm. with him personally. I think it's more of a concern of the coaching strategy. I get it if you didn't have weapons, but every almost uh, every guy that they have is almost top five. Saquon Barkley might already be the best running back in the league. Oh, what I'm else? taking him for fantasy first. That's overall. what I'm saying. Yeah, if, if you're not pick. taking him, if you have the number one pick in fantasy next year and you're not taking him, there's something wrong. Then you have a guy like Sterling Shepard. I'm not saying top five, but he's 100% underrated as a slot receiver. Odell is top three. Odell is top three. And Evan Ingram, because he's gotten hurt in the past previous years, he hasn't been able to take that jump step. But if he's healthy for a full season, which I believe will happen very soon, he will be in that top five tight end rating. He Because he's not a tight end. He's a receiver. Now, but do you think Odell's elite status diminishes a little bit if he does get hurt again? Oh, of course. No, not yeah. at all. If he gets hurt again. The only reason yes. why he's getting hurt, Chris, is because they're He doesn't drink water. Him. Yeah, doesn't he drink doesn't water. drink water. <laughs> no. The first time he got hurt because of stupidity with Ben McAdoo deciding to play in a preseason game. The second time he got hurt, I get it. You're playing during the regular season. But this is after taking, you got to remember, this is coming out of uh, an awful season, going into another awful season. You have a first-year coach, not necessarily that great of a play caller, as we saw in some games, Giants games, where his play calling actually probably blew some of the games. For the Giants, you talking about McAdoof? Uh McAdoof. not McAdoo. Not That was that was the first year with Odell's injury. But I'm talking about uh, Shula and a combination of Pat Shermer running the offensive playbook. Now I'm saying that's in the first year, and that's okay. Listen, yeah. it's gonna happen. They're You're gonna, gonna, gonna need make to mistakes. know who their players are. You gotta yeah. know who your players are, what they can do, what they're capable of. You know, Odell. You gotta remember what Odell. The uh, last before all this occurred two three years ago, Odell was incredible. He was the only weapon for the Giants. That's what made yes. it so incredible. He was the only person you had to guard, and they were still winning games because he would be so open and so ridiculous. It was incredible because he was overused. Now you're still overusing him when you have Saquon Barkley. But he asked for Sher- the ball. He, He's asked for the ball. He's like, get me the ball, and they've got him the ball. There's no doubt. But as a coach, and I'm not – James, I'm not questioning. He, he Listen, he has a personality of – me first sometimes. Oh, yeah. And he's a personality of, you know, team sometimes. But in the second season with Saquon, you got to understand, this guy's going to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's going to run the ball. He's going to get a lot more time. He would have ran the ball maybe 10 more times per game if they had a better offensive line sitting in front of him. I can't agree with you more. Even in games, sometimes they only give him the ball 14 times, which is utterly ridiculous in my eyes. He, He needs to get the ball at least 23 times a game, 22 times a game. But he needs to understand. And the coach needs to understand, you know, you're not going to kill your players. Especially, you don't yeah. need to kill your players yeah. when you have the weaponry around you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're absolutely right. But I, 
I do want to answer Chris's question real fast. Um, I don't think they should have paid him right away be- to have him come back, see what his injury is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he gets injured again next season for whatever reason, then he's starting to wonder, all right, what what's going on? Is he injury prone or is there yeah. something not the trainers aren't seeing or he's not physically doing himself to keep up? Yeah, so, I mean, it'll definitely be – Something to watch for this offseason and next season when Odell plays. Now we're going to transfer over to the Pro Bowl. Guys, who in here watched the Pro Bowl? Well, because I'm just at the bottom of degenerate life, I bet the Pro Bowl, <laughs> I bet every aspect of the Pro Bowl and lost every aspect of the Pro Bowl. Even you dodgeball, would, man? Well, I didn't, not skills, but okay. you would think in the Pro Bowl there'd be no defense, huh? There was nothing but defense. I had the over. They didn't score. Well, it, it, was, was, it was raining. It was, it was raining. raining, and they didn't even tackle. They two-hand touch, and they were blowing the whistle. That I should have my bet back because that is not football, and I am outraged. Uh, Mike Dawes is outraged. You heard it here on Review and Preview. Mike Dawes is outraged. We'll start, breaking, breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. We'll, we'll start the petition right now to get Mike's money back from Vegas. No, but, please. But, listen, man, the Pro Bowl is becoming – a joke. It's like the Pro Bowl used to be known as an honor. Now it's like, uh, what? what it's I'm, terrible. Yeah, it's I'm terrible. in the Pro Bowl Softball? playing dodgeball. What is this? Like, yeah, what, that's what, not, what the hell it's is It's not skill. You know, you, we see old videos of, you know, Peyton, Mike Vick, all these guys doing skills competitions, like throwing the ball in accuracy. And you see uh, videos of Ocho Cinco and Terrell Owens doing speed challenges and whatnot. That's what I would want to see. I don't yeah. want to see dodgeball. I mean, look, the hands competition is cool. And the gauntlet and all that stuff is kind of cool, but don't sh- don't give me dodgeball. Don't give me any of that baloney. Like, when you have to go to the level of dodgeball to get entertainment <laughs> ratings, I mean that just proves how terrible the game is itself and the whole competition. You know what itself. I think it is? They got the guy moved back to Hawaii. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I mean, I still wouldn't watch. Well, unless I bet on it. But if I didn't bet on this game, I would not have watched. Because yeah, I, I was, personally did not watch it. It was I like in not. the slap of college basketball like slate, and it's just. What a terrible game. Yeah. You know what I think they should do, and I'm mad the MLB got rid of it, is yes. Pro yes. Bowl. The yes. Pro Bowl should – whoever wins the Pro Bowl, you get wins home field advantage. Oh. Not only that, <laughs> but I think that with the Pro Bowl, I think that it should be moved after the Super Bowl. Because with, if you do that, that enables players who are skipping the Pro Bowl to compete in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Or other players that are just losing in the NFC Championship, AFC Championship game. You're going to give them time off. You're going to allow them to rest up, and maybe they'll want to play, which makes it more entertaining. The reason why this Pro Bowl was garbage is because you had Mitchell Trubisky as a starting quarterback in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, that's no— Because everybody backed out. Yeah, it's no offense to Mitchell Trubisky, but I mean— I mean, you had a guy like Drew Brees up there. He backed out. You had other quarterbacks that were better than what was selected, and they backed out because they didn't want to be a part of it because it's become a joke. Yeah. But you make it more of a competition, more competitive, more entertaining to watch because I don't—I can't— I didn't watch it personally, and I haven't watched it personally since I was like ten years old. Yeah, because it's, it's 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 terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. not it's not football. It's like watching two hand touch. Yeah, and um, I think Mike, we can book our Super Bowl tickets now. You know, Jamal Adams won the Pro Bowl MVP. So yes, <laughs> just, I mean, the, just the Jets' luck too. Jason Witten breaks the trophy as he's handing it to him. Yeah, I know. Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, ruin everything. But I I was talking to a coworker at work the other day. Uh, and he was like, oh, did you watch the Pro Bowl? I'm like, no. He, he, I watched it maybe for three minutes. But he watched it for a little bit. And he's like, this is ridiculous. When you got the, the NL couldn't score at all during nearly the whole game, an embarrassment. You got Jason Garrett on the sideline coaching. I don't understand that move. 
I mean, yeah. let's to yeah, be let, to begin with. <laughs> what, what's going on with that? How is Jason Garrett a Pro Bowl coach? And then, and then, uh, famous Dallas play. Dak throws it to a wide open Amari Cooper, hits him on the helmet with it. He drops it. Yep. How? how? It's not the Pro Bowl. It's, also, it's, it's a joke. It's the joke bowl. <laughs> and to be fair, the only one that was really trying was Jamal Adams. Got to give him yeah, credit. He was the only, he was the only one, one that trying. actually took it serious. Yeah, he actually like he rushed like a, the passer he, and got He sad. actually like he was yeah. dedicated to come away with the MVP trophy, was, even if uh, it broken or not. He was dedicated. He said he said in an interview, he's like, "That's the only play that I play." He's like, "I don't play like two hand touch or any of that. I play balls. I play balls to the wall." And I commend his tackle on the Patriots mascot also. Yes. I don't commend it. Sent him to the hospital. but <laughs> Yeah, so it was really funny watching a Pro Bowl because obviously I needed points. I bet the over. And then I watched a play <laughs> where they're throwing the to a receiver. The receiver was Jalen Ramsey. Caught a touchdown, though. Oh Yeah. But, but that's not at the table. Like, what is this? No, I know. But I didn't bet on something where corners would be wide receivers for offense. I was very outraged. What Mike is saying is he wants his money back. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, what, what it is, Mike when, Evans was on defense. I mean, come on. They had Saquon on defense. The coaches even know it's a joke that they can put running backs on the defensive side. It's true. I mean, you look you look at it, you, you're having offensive guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I it's think Saquon got a tackle, actually. I think so. I think he rushed the quarterback you, you at know, least you once know what? You know why I think the Pro Bowl is so, such a joke? Because, you know, you're giving all these players all this guaranteed money nowadays, and, you know, God forbid one of them were to get hurt during this, you know, Pro Bowl with no, it's, it's a, it's with no stipulations on the line. They're screwed. They really are screwed. Because, God forbid, say... You know, Saquon is, you know, running full speed and J.J. Watt goes to tackle him. Bam, there goes his ACL. I mean, look, I do not want that. I even, love Saquon. Listen, Juju got had a scare. Yeah, Juju. I mean, look. And, we <laughs> and they're not even touching each other. He had a scare. Exactly. So, I mean, I think that's why it's a That's little, a great point. It's a little watered down. You know, we're not doing it. Look, maybe if there was a stipulation on the line, it'd be different. But I think that's why, you know, you've seen the two-hand touch. It's a little boring. You've seen guys like Jalen Ramsey play offense because, you know what, you don't you don't want to get hit and you're just out you're really just out there to have fun. Like like it's literally like you're like you're ten years old and you're playing in the backyard. Then why yeah, do you but need that's buffs? not what a Pro Bowl means yeah. you're the best at what just you there. do. You should be war- rewarded with a kid's game of football. Well, I mean, yeah, that's, a, well, that's why when people say, Oh, he's a three time pro bowler. I mean, look at it now. What does that mean at this point in the game? A bunch of nine year olds voted you in. That means that you're the best at dodgeball and we had to see you. Like if Landon Collins didn't get hurt, he was in the Pro Bowl, yep, he yep. would probably be playing as hard as Jamal Adams because that's oh, his player doubt. style. Some yeah. of the guys go hard, which I hundred percent agree because that they they rate themselves. But that's why I'm saying they should. That's why I'm saying they should wait till after the Super Bowl. That way, everybody could go hard and they could have the best players out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say that. Now, look, I totally even forgot to mention this when we were talking about the Jets and Giants. Guys, look, we got three Jets fans in the room, two Giants fans. Look, it might be a little uneven, but who would you rather have right now at your, as your starting safety, Landon Collins or Jamal Oh, Adams? Jamal Adams, not even close. No, I don't think that's true. No, it's definitely true. I don't true. think that's true. The look, only reason, reason Everyone put your biases aside. It doesn't have to do with biasness. The only reason why I would put Landon Collins below Jamal Adams is because he just got hurt. Otherwise, it would that's not That's a great it. reason to. Well, do, that's not – the guy's been in the league for two years. Landon Collins has been in the league for now, what, five years? Four or five years. Four or five years. Got hurt. He's had experience. He got hurt. It's okay. You come back from mm, Yeah, but if I would – I'd rather choose the healthy guy. That's just Yeah, but Landon sense. Collins hurts people while he's playing. He He's sent a few guys off the field during Small. some yeah, – so They're Small both Adams. phenomenal safeties. It's not a matter of which one would I rather have. It's a matter of I would have – I would want both. I think they yeah. are easily nice. – I think they're both top three in my opinion. I think the only safety Ooh. above them – might be Harrison Smith from the Vikings. All right. Well, Landon Collins kind of fell and off. And Cam Chancellor, when he's healthy. 
Cam Chancellor's not even playing football anymore, man. No, no. Who, uh, who's the safety on the Earl Steelers? Thomas. Earl, Earl Thomas. Th- sorry, yeah. Earl Thomas. Maybe. Earl well, Thomas. He's getting old, but I know, but he's still good. <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. He is still good. All right. Um, yeah. Now, just before we go to break, our last thing we're going to talk about NFL awards are coming out this weekend, I believe. Um, NFL Rookie of the Year, Defensive MVP, all that, all that good stuff, guys. And we're going to give our quick predictions on who we think is going to win what awards. Mike, we're going to start off with you. Who gets Rookie of the Year, offensive? I think it should be Saquon. I think they'll give it to the quarterback. I think they will, Baker. too. I yeah. really do. I, re- I just feel it. I just I feel it. Well, they give everything to a quarterback. The no. fact, exactly. The yeah. fact yeah. that it's this close with the performances that Saquon had, I mean, it really makes me believe that they're going to give it to Baker. Now, see, I don't even think it should be between Saquon and Baker. Oh, here we go. I think it should be Quinn Nelson. No, but he's Ooh. definitely third on the list. Ooh, I think. Don't I say Philip Lindsay. Yeah, Philip Lindsay. Philip Saquon? Oh no 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 no! I'm saying Saquon. Obviously, yeah, yards in front of every rookie in the, on, on the offense, but it shouldn't be between you know Saquon and Baker. It should be between Saquon and Philip Lindsay. I, like I agree them, with as that the, as the one two, with with Baker obviously taking it away, but but Philip Lindsay right behind him. I say at the at the two spot. I don't with Philip Lindsay. I love the performance. I love the story behind it, and I think he's going to be a great player for a long time in this league. But Baker Mayfield did some incredible stuff this season. It really makes you question if he would have started off the season what they would have been able to do mm-hmm. because he threw 27 touchdowns in the amount of games that they played, and he had a huge accident as a coach, which is terrific. And as soon as Greg Williams stepped into that position, they started winning games. The fact that <laughs> the fact that they could have made the playoffs if it wasn't for the evolution and coming up of Lamar Jackson – it is ridiculous. It's, it's a, even as a thought to go from zero and sixteen to they finished off what seven and nine nine and no they seven, eight. seven eight and one yeah is wow, crazy is crazy. All right, so who's your rookie offensive rookie year? Like Dawes said, it's Saquon, but it's I think it's going to wind up going to Baker. I think it should be Saquon on a landslide. I think it should. It's crazy it should <laughs> too. But but listen, James is right when he said you know it's a quarterback. They love their quarterback, and it, especially for overall quarterback, pick ones. It's a Cleveland quarterback. Yeah, James, who you got? I want to go with Saquon. I mean, he, he, he's shown what he was out of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I understand he should go to Baker. I mean, he, he turned that around once he um, he got on the playing field. He he deserves it a lot, too. Either it's going to be a landslide for one of them or it's going to be very close. And I do want to correct uh, mine and Kyle Russo's. It was, Collins, it, it was his third year. No, Mr. No, it's his fourth year. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. My bad. All right, Kyle, offensive yeah. rookie of the year. Call me out. Just because I don't like Saquon, I'm going to say Baker Mayfield. Oh, that is awful. Okay. That is <laughs> all Okay. Um, all right, Kyle, we're going to start with you this time. Defensive rookie of the year. That's not even a question. I don't even know yeah, it's a question. It's Leonard from the Colts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, well, the most tackles and how he didn't get all. Well, that means the Pro Bowl. Who cares? But how he didn't get to the Pro Bowls. Yeah. Are we going to sweep the board with uh, – with Leonard? Not so fast. Oh. Oh, oh, oh hold oh. the phones, guys. I was going to say Nathan Shepard for a joke, but everyone's looking at me to say something serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to go Darius Leonard. I mean, he made all pro. Yeah, he so was, what are we he was about? I feel like the only other guys you can put in contention with that would be Denzel Ward. He had a phenomenal Bradley season. Bradley Chubb, yeah. maybe. Brad, and Bradley yeah. Chubb. Those could be the only real two guys I, can, it, yeah. I could even think of. But I mean, you could also say Derwin James. Derwin James. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. Derwin definitely. James, yeah, he was He good. might be two, actually. Yeah, yeah, he might be actually. ahead of those other guys. It might be uh, Darius Leonard. He might even be ahead of Darius Leonard, maybe. It might. 
Because they seem to value sacks more than they do tackles. You know what? For sure. I'm changing my pick. Derwin James, rookie of the year. Ooh, clown. I'm going to go with (laughs) Darius Leonard, for sure. All right, Darius Leonard. Okay, so, Dolls, we're going to give you um, who gets the MVP? Mahomes. I mean, when you throw 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, MVP. Kyle? No question, Mahomes. James? He he just blew us all out of the water this year. I mean, you, you, you could say maybe Foles. With Foles. That's interesting. With the, now, now that's you know, going by the br- definition of MVP. I don't know. He doesn't have. Yeah, he but didn't he, play enough. He didn't play enough, but he brought the Phillies to the playoffs. That's yeah, Dawes, that's usually Dawes' thing. You know, the most valuable person so, to that team, and that, well, that would be Nick Foles. But yeah, if you're looking I at stats, it like it's that, definitely yeah, Mahomes. Uh, you got to look so, at it with yeah. stats. Kyle. Drew Brees. No, yes. someone's got to be yes, different. Someone say Drew Brees. Okay, and I'm gonna be re- I'm gonna <laughs> be, be real different. I'm gonna be booed out the stadium, probably never host again after I say this. But Philip Rivers, MVP. Get out. That's because you hate Patrick Mahomes. You remember before this season? I remember said, oh, in the beginning of the season, he's like, I don't think he Patrick Mahomes is gonna do good. Yeah, he only had like the greatest season ever. No, look, please keep on hating. How many touchdowns? Super Bowl next year, please. No, I 100. I was just doing that to be different. Obviously, I really do think that Patrick Mahomes gets the MVP. And he definitely brightened my eyes. I, I'm big, big on the Patrick Mahomes bandwagon right now. But, Finally, but no, I'm gonna, I am gonna say Philip Rivers. He did sure. have a good season, so he had a good season. You know, he, you know what he really is, number one dad. Forget MVP. Yeah. <laughs> He's a whole team right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. Whole, whole offensive squad. Line him up right. any day of the week. All right, we're gonna get through these last couple of quick defensive player of the year, guys. Kyle, we're gonna start with you. I mean, for me, it's either Klomek or Aaron Donald, but probably Aaron Donald. Cleo Mack, he, he's an all-around guy. Aaron Donald because he took him to the Super Bowl. I'm going to say Khalil Mack just because he literally turned around that Bears defense. Going to say Aaron Donald when you get that many sacks from a nose tackle? It's crazy. <laughs> Offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year. Now, I, can I just say I, Patrick I, Mahomes? You can. You sure. can say Patrick Double Mahomes. Up. Double up. I think, it's, I think it's close between Saquon and him. I think it's close. Ooh. I really I think see, it's close. I think Todd Gurley. No. I, I mean, think, I think Saquon uh, surpasses Todd Gurley. Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nathan Peterman. I mean, he threw a lot of touchdowns. Listen, to the wrong team. But... <laughs> no, I think it's um. I think offensive player of the year is going to go to Saquon. I'm going to I'm going to say Gurley. Yeah, I don't know if they'll give the MVP also offensive. Do they do that? No, no, they, they don't, don't do that. So I thought. Right. Uh, I'm going to go with Cooper, Amari Cooper. Gross. That's a horrendous one. Zeke. <laughs> I'm going to go with Zeke. Okay, that's Zeke. okay. I look at Zeke Cooper's I can stats. get behind. Um, comeback player of the year. Kyle, we're going to start with you. <laughs> I mean, we know that without Andrew Luck. Yep. I mean, Andrew Luck shoots the board, guys. Well, yep. okay. To, n- to not be so obvious, my comeback player is Darren Lee. He came back. He was <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Pretty he good. Back back. Mean, yeah, he years. came back this year. Oh, yeah. And then he got suspended, but we don't talk about that part. All right, final thing. Coach of the year, guys. We got Dawes. I mean, it's so easy to pick Sean McVay, but... <laughs> no, I'll go. I'll go McVay. I mean, how could you not? I'm gonna go Anthony Lynn as my coach of the year. That's a good one. Anthony Lynn. I'm gonna go Pete Carroll. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's a good okay, one. That's Everyone a great thought the Seahawks were winning four no games. Hope. Yep, that's a good no one. No hope at the beginning of the season for the Seahawks team, but and could have won in Dallas. It's true. Yeah. James. James. Sean Payton. Okay. okay. You well, know, all good he, choices so far, guys. He all different choices. He tried to build a team. I would stick behind all these. I would stick behind all of them. 
I mean, no one's and I'm gonna be different Todd too. Was. No, I'm gonna say uh, N- uh, Nagy from the Bears, considering they yeah, were a year early. So yeah, to the, the year out of schedule. So you know, yeah. we didn't mention guys, Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid too. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, these are all great coaches. Great coaches. The, I, you could see all of them winning, winning it. And look, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the the Rams Patriots big game this Sunday at seven o'clock. I think i don't know but when we get back when we we're going to take a quick break when we get back we're going to talk all about that you're listening to review and preview here on my wcwp.org and welcome back to review and preview here on my wcwp.org i am the fill-in host chris klimazuski tom scavetta is not here today i am filling in for him i am joined alongside kyle russo james bonifusco kyle Earhart, and the one the Mm, only loving these intros mike Dawes. all right Guys, we mentioned, we talked about the NFL, we talked about the Pro Bowl, we're going to get into the big game this Sunday, Patriots-Rams. It's going to be one great game. I was, look, personally, as a Jets fan, I was rooting for the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. I was rooting for them because, you know what, I looked at it in the past games that Tom Brady has been in, the eight games he's been in. Always the best games. They've always been decided by one score. Always always great games. All the lost games, all the wins, whatever it is, decided by one score, and that's why I knew if... Tom Brady was in. It was playing Sunday. It's going to be a great game. That's, yeah. So that's the real reason why I want Tom Brady in. But look, you get February February third, six thirty on CBS, Mercedes Benz Stadium. Look, this is a this is a almost like a nostalgia game for Tom Brady because this is the first when he played in his first one. It was against the Rams. Yeah, Kurt Warner. It was the greatest show on turf that team, and you had Adam Vinatieri kick the game winning field goal at the end. So. This is a little, like, and this is, it happened last year too for the uh, for the Patriots. They played the Eagles. That was their third Super Bowl win. So this is going to be a very good nostalgia game, guys. Who, uh, we're going to get this all out of here right away. Who you guys got this Sunday? Patriots. Patriots. Oh, Patriots. We're going around the horn. Yeah, we're going around. We're going around the horn. We're doing things different. Patriots without okay. a doubt. Well, since I picked the Rams in the yeah, beginning of the, the season, so I got to stick with my boys, the Rams. All right, there we That's go. It's hard to bet against the Patriots, to be honest with you. I mean, that's Mike Dawes. You know, like it's probably it's hard to bet against yeah, you're the Patriots. Betting, man. What, what is the, what is the, the spread is obviously in the Patriots' favor. Yeah, Mike, what what's is, the spread looking like this week? Well, actually, funny you ask. It opened up as the Patriots being underdogs. Immediately wow. got bet to Rams the underdogs. And you know what? I changed my pick. I think the Rams are going to win. I just don't. I hope it doesn't happen because futures bet, obviously. But I feel like the Rams are going to win. I don't. I don't feel. Like, you know what it is? Todd Gurley scares me. Because if Todd Gurley is not there, that means they're gonna have to win the game with Jared Goff's arm, and I don't know if they, I don't know if that's good enough. Their second running yeah. back's pretty good. CJ Anderson. Well, CJ Anderson didn't have a great game against. You thought he would have had a great game against the Saints, especially with their defensive tackle the week before going down, Sheldon Rankins. But he seemed to only be stopped for 44 yards. But not knowing what Todd Gurley is going to be is in Sean McVay's mind. That means that. At least what I think is that that means that the ball is going to have to be in Jared Goff's hands, and I don't know if you necessarily have the weapons to do that, and if Jared Goff is capable of doing that. Especially as young as he is, he's the youngest quarterback ever to reach the Super Bowl. Youngest quarterback and youngest coach too. Look. Youngest coach and youngest quarterback. I don't know if he's capable of winning a game this magnitude solely being on him. Mm-hmm. So not only will he have to show up in this game, but that defense, it, this is you got to perform. It always comes down to what, how your quarterback plays. And yep. Giants fans, you know that the best, Eli Manning, 
two Super Bowl MVPs. Yep. It it really does come back down to what he can do, and who knows, Jared Goff can surprise us all like Nick Foles did last year. Guys, I know we're a, we're a show about you know fun facts. Fun. Uh, here's my first fun fact of the day. First. Oh. First. Yeah, I haven't had any so far. So look, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick have more appearances in championship games than 97 other sports franchises. Unbelievable. I'm sure all of mine... <laughs> that was my mind exploding. Yeah, from I'm sure, the I'm sure all of our teams are included in 97. Oh, yeah, for absolutely. Sure. I mean, yeah, sure. I don't know about the Yankees, for Yankee fans in here, but... No, well, probably. definitely not including definitely the Yankees. Not. The Yankees have, you know, 27. But yeah. That's... It's just crazy. It's, I mean, it's incredible what they've been able to do, what they've been able to build. It's almost sickening and crazy that these words are coming out of my it mouth. Is this sickening. is Tom Brady's ninth Super Bowl? Is Nine? He, yeah. It's players don't even reach one. He's reached. This nine. isn't supposed to be possible. It's the salary cap. A three in a it's row. Not supposed to be possible. Because well, this is what. Listen, man. This is a guy. Let's we were go. just talking about it with NBA free agency, right? This guy who takes winning over money. He's getting paid eighteen million dollars. He should be getting paid a hundred million dollars a year to do what he does. Well, his wife is a supermodel, so you know she she brings him a lot of the cash. Too. Listen, she do, man, she do be good looking. He she, he may not be the breadwinner, but he's definitely a winner. He definitely is. And look, and it's crazy to say as a Jets fan that he is the GOAT. It's. I mean, you just have to. It's not even a matter of if he's uh, within the same division. If I'm a Giants fan, you know, we beat him twice in the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter. He's still an opponent Mm -hmm. and an enemy. Mm -hmm. You can do nothing but respect his greatness, Mm -hmm. what he's been able to do. Yep. And it's sickening that by this time next year, we could be sitting here today and say, Tom Brady in his 10th Super Bowl. Yeah, it's, because it's, yeah. It's, so it's it's crazy, and, and, uh, and also like to be honest, maybe like outside Randy Moss, who has he had like as a Hall of Famer? It's crazy. Who like well, besides I mean, maybe you could say Gronk, but who best else? Tight end ever, but other than him but, and Moss, but yeah, but other than like who's been a Hall of Famer on that offense? I mean, Corey Dillon, uh, no? Lawrence Maroney. <laughs> but uh, but also like who, for for both teams, who's that X factor that can make the big play that'll maybe not, not other than Tom Brady and Goff and Gurley? Who's that X factor on the field for the Patriots? For, for the Rams or Patriots and Patriots? I think the X factor for the Patriots is going to be Sony Michelle. If he does not have over a hundred yards, they will not win the game. Mm-hmm. Also, receiving James White. I mean, yeah, him out of the backfield, he yeah. can run it too. It's incredible. And, and, and for me, uh, at least for the Rams, I gotta say the Robert Woods. It I, has I, to be Robert I, Woods. I think he has to have a big game has, has to have a to. huge game now the one thing that bill belichick does the best is he takes away the best part of the, the his opponent's teams like their best part literally you saw it you saw it two weeks ago when the patriots played the chiefs tyree kill was mia you couldn't find tyree kill or, or, or uh travis kelsey they were they were i think they combined had like 90 yards yeah, which non-existent. like which yeah, is, they were not. Sounds like a lot, but not for them. It's not 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 for, not for Travis Kelsey and not for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, and I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna try and key on their best asset, which is Aaron Donald. They're gonna try and minimize him to get to Brady. And teams, the teams who have beaten Brady in the past, knew the formula, and the formula was get pressure on Brady. The Giants did that with Strahan, OCU Manure the first year. The second year, the Giants did it again with OCU Manure and Justin Tuck and Jason Pierre-Paul. The Eagles did it with Chris Long, uh, Derek Barnett, and Michael Bennett. They, there's a formula out there, and they're in gi- with the Gi I don't know. I keep saying Giants. The Rams have to do or get, try and get to the quarterback Tom Brady and use Aaron Donald. I think that, and the, I think Bill Belichick is going to try and take away Aaron Donald's strength and speed on that defensive line. Well, well I, that, 
James I think Neal. somebody else needs to step up on that defensive yes, line. Yes, that's what's going to need to do. Because you got when you're talking about the Giants, you had JPP, uh, Strahan, you know, throughout all those the years, guys, all yeah. those guys were at certain times you wouldn't know who's rushing you. All three yeah. of them, you know, at, you look at this defensive front, all you see is Darnold. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got Sue, of course, on that team, and I forget who else you got. I'm drawing a blank. You just got a bunch Dante of, Fowler. You, you got to have someone. You, you got somebody else to set up. Everybody on that defense is basically a Pro Bowl. Yeah. Or at one point in their career was. You but know, Mark Speed is but they need to yep. step up where yeah, it can't be Darnold, double team. Somebody else needs to get that to that quarterback. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, and yeah, someone else does is going to have to step up for that Rams team because. Like I just said, Bill Belichick is going to know your strength, and their strength is Aaron Donald. That defense runs through Aaron Donald, and he's going to take out Aaron Donald as much as he can. And other guys like Dinamic and Sue and Dante Fowler are going to have to step up and try to get to Brady as much as they can. And the, the I, just saw, I also saw in the beginning of the week that uh, Bill Belichick was asked who's the most dangerous person on uh, the Rams. He kept saying the punter, John John Hecker. Yes. Yep, yeah. they, the they, he, he could be a quarterback he, if he wanted he, to. He kept saying that is the dangerous guy we have to watch out mm-hmm. for the what uh, John Fossil and like what he does with the fake punts and like mm-hmm. what, uh, the coordinator. Not yeah. even not even that, too. When, I, when I'd called games for the post-football team this year, I couldn't stress it enough that kicking is such an important factor in football games, punting and kicking, because that determines where you're going to start with the football if Johnny Hecker can get it inside the 15-yard line, even inside the 10 every time, that means Tom Brady's going to have to work 80-plus yards every time he, he starts with the ball. Look, Tom Brady's the GOAT, but it's going, to be, it's, going to tear, it's going to tire him out after a while. And if Johnny Hecker can pin them inside the 10 and 20 all the time, that's it's going to be the most dangerous position and important position for the Rams this week. See, I agree with you on that, but at the same time, if they can't get to the quarterback, he can go up and down that field oh, like it's nothing and tire that defense out by the third quarter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And then be there's no defense off. So yeah. the, I, I I understand what you're saying because you do need that punt, but at the same time, you need you need your other teams to step up on that yeah. one particular. Yeah, and you're team. absolutely right. And we saw that two weeks ago when the when the Patriots played the Chiefs. Overtime came around, and Tom Brady just literally picked apart that Chiefs defense, pinning it down to Edelman, Hogan, Gronk, all the way down the field until it was just just a matter of time before they scored. Yeah, we were talking about our X factors. I brought up Sony Michelle from the Patriots is going to be the X factor on their side of the wall. The X factor for this Rams team is going to be because the Rams they've been dominant on offense until they lost uh, Cooper Cup. They, they fell off tremendously. Then Todd Gurley got hurt, fell off tremendously. Jared Goff is not the guy that's going to win you the game. My X factor is Wade Phillips. He's been in this situation before, been to the Super Bowl, led dominant defenses. He has to do the same with this defense because these defense, this defensive, um, defensive, this defense, probably only one player has been to the Super Bowl that's keep to leave. That nobody knows, nobody has experience, and they don't have experience. So it needs to be led by Wade Phillips, on in the Super Bowl. Because, you know, this is your first Super Bowl for most of the players on the team, and, you know, your first test is Tom Brady. That's not actually, that's not the easiest test to go up against. You're in the Super Bowl. It's not going to be an easy test to begin with. Right. So to go up against Tom Brady, you don't have any experience. The most experience that you have is a keep to lead. Wade Phillips needs to run this defense extremely well, can't make any mistakes that we've seen in the past, and the one stopping by Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue, mm-hmm. this is what they paid not not Donald Ford, but this is what they paid Ndamukong Sue for. They brought him in for one year, gave him a lot of money for one year. He needs to stop the run. 
Yeah, not necessarily the pass. He needs to stop the run. You know, and you mentioned that, you know, Akib Tlaib is really the only person with a Super Bowl experience, and so is C.J. Anderson. They were both on that Broncos team when they went, they went, they went to both Super Bowls. Yeah. So those are the guys who are really going to have to, like, key in on some of these young guys like Ty Gurley, Jared Goff, Marcus Peters on this defense and be like, look, guys, and just teach them and help them as much as they can and be like, this is going to be the biggest game of your life. No matter what, you can make the, make it to more Super Bowls or not from here on out, but this is going to be your biggest game, and they're going to have to mentor them and get them in a, a good mindset yep. to actually go out and try and defeat the uh, the Patriots. Yep. Now, I was talking to some sports fans the other day, and they were saying that this, you know, Tom, this is going to be Brady's ninth Super Bowl. This is going to be Tom Brady's most important Super Bowl because if you really look at it, Coming into this season, everyone was down to the Patriots. No one was giving them two nickels to rub together, and they could. They look, they're in the Super Bowl now, and they proved everyone wrong. Everyone said Tom Brady was washed up. It's going to be Gronk's last season. They don't. Uh, Edelman suspended. All this stuff, and they're st- they've made it to the Super Bowl. So if he wins, is this if Tom Brady and Bill Belichick win? Is this their most important Super Bowl? I think. I think using the wrong word. I don't think important. I think the word is impressive. Impressive. You know what yes. all those. What all those stigmatisms and bad luck things that have happened to them. Not just, I mean, you didn't even bring up the fact they got Josh Gordon and then we all know what happened to him. Yeah. I mean, not having him as kind of a number one target. It's huge. Everything is stacked up against them to lose and they continue to fight and win. It's just ridiculous. I'm, I wouldn't say important. It'd be impressive. I think this, without a doubt, would be their most impressive win. Mm-hmm. I'm at, actually, not most impressive. The Atlanta win is the most impressive win, but... But this would definitely go up there. It's, it would be a shock to the NFL world. It would be great. And it's not even a shock. We're all That's, here sitting picking the Patriots. With all these things against them, we're still all picking the Patriots. You know, it, yeah, and I've mentioned it before, before, too. This is considered a bad season for the Patriots. It must be nice to have a bad season for the Patriots and make the Super Bowl. must be nice to only win 10 games and, win the Super, and go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I know. Okay. Look, and now we're going to look at the, the fun side of this big game on Sunday. Mike, you're our gambling man. You want to tell us some of these uh, fun prop bets we got for the game for this game on Sunday? All right, I got a couple. Oh, I love some first of these. off the classic heads or tails around the room. I'm yo heads, heads. Ooh, listen, taking it heads. Seems, it seems to be when the Patriots win the coin toss, they always win. <laughs> it, it just, it just when yeah. they win the coin toss, they just always win. So what do you think? So what do you think? Heads or tails? They seem to always call heads. So I'm going to go with tails. They do. It's a it's a thing that uh, they always call heads. So Matthew Slater, I don't know his first name, but he uh, always yeah. calls head. Mm-hmm. Tails never fails. I mean, that's that's the thing. true. I did bet large amount of money on tails, so we will see. <laughs> I'm picking tails. Oh, okay. Ooh, tails. All right, okay. cool. Yeah, I'm going um, with tails too. What, what what was the favorite? Or is it like is, no, is no there favorite. a favorite? Or okay. no, there's no favorite. But another fun one was over under six. Well, will Tony Romo? Predicts seven plus plays. Yes, I say that's that's interesting. I say over. I think over. over. Ooh, I mean he's he pretty, called seven plus more plays on that last drive. For Kansas he did City. call a lot of them. That was very impressive. Yeah, I'll definitely ha- t- hammer the yeah. over on that. Here's another. I I heard like two that were really interesting. Will, um, will uh, the play uh, in the NFC Championship game against the Saints? Ooh, will that, that play be? Talked about and will that be shown? Oh, Didn't absolutely! Yeah, I think it will be absolutely. talked about. And another one was this was really funny. When Maroon Five comes out, will they be doing uh, the, the SpongeBob? Yeah, the thing with yeah, Sponge? sweet yeah. victory. Yeah, sweet victory. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure they are. Actually, they they announced it. They announced it. They are. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's because we that's were talking to some of the other guys on the radio. See, this station. is what makes sports fun. These of course. These, interesting these kind of things. These are great. Yeah. So. Also, another fun one. What color Gatorade will be the Gatorade bath? 
What was the favorite? It was uh, purple. Clear was the favorite, which clear. is gross, disgusting. Who I know. drinks clear Gatorade? I personally bet on yellow, green, and orange. I think it's orange. I think, I think it's, it's orange. orange. Please give me orange. Orange. Blue, blue. Everybody loves blue. orange. Blue. That's a good like one. Blue. I like blue. Well, have you done your, your research on what on no. what Belichick gets drowned with? No, I haven't. But I've heard it's just different every time, so it just doesn't help me at all. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now, drinking Powerade, the, the Super Bowl. Now, drinking Gatorade. What if it's uh, filled with water? Then clear wins. Okay. Clear is the favorite. Oh, see, then that you got two options there. I then I know that's big. Scary. It's scary. <laughs> well, any other, any more prop stores? Um, you know, there's just uh, it's a bunch like, of silly ones. Yeah, there's a bunch of crazy ones. Like I bet, will the first third down be converted? I said yes. So okay, we sweating that one out. Nas- <laughs> any, <laughs> any national anthem props? Yeah, over under a minute and forty eight seconds. Oh, I feel like you got to hammer hammer this over. over. Hammer this over. Oh, there was one I saw. Will uh. The per- I don't know who's singing the national anthem. Will the person that's singing the national anthem be holding the mic, or will it be yeah, on stand? Yeah, I saw that too. It's crazy. This game is crazy. You can bet crazy. on anything. I'll never forget. We were watching the Super Bowl in my house last year. First of all, Doss was already sweating from the coin toss. Sweat, <laughs> sweat. I think you. I think you did win the coin toss. I did. I had heads. And I then think. I forgot who did the national anthem last year. But again, sweat. was it pink? Yes, it was pink. I, and I, I researched how long she takes. I had the stats. Until the day of, it was announced she had a cold. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like everything I just did just flew out the window, but I was timing it, sweating through it. We, Look, I'm, I'm gonna, for everyone watching, I'm going to try and get a video of Dawes and his bets all night. It's gonna oh, be it'll, it'll, that you, you know what you want you want to see the stuff like that around is on Barstool and World Star, all these funny things like reaction videos. This is going to be Dawes this this a Sunday, lot of, fellas. I got I got uh, carried away. That's all I got to say. A lot of money online. But, guys, look, it's going to be a very, very interesting game this Sunday. Rams-Patriots, February 3rd, 4th, 6.30, CBS at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. It's going to be just one great game, guys. Can't wait. Can I say a fun fact that I've been holding for a week? Listen, man, this is a show of fun facts. You know this is a show of fun facts. The last nine minutes of the show. Listen, I I don't give too many fun facts. (laughs) I was holding this in from yesterday. Um, So... <laughs> you know it's it's two three nineteen. If any of you what guys watch Monster Think, it's a twenty three nineteen. I am so confused. You you know when the guy has the sock? He's, he's uh, never the, seen Monsters. Are you you got to go bad, home and watch Monsters. I, <laughs> I didn't watch any of these movies. You didn't have a childhood. It was, yeah, I know. So <laughs> I, I just found that pretty coincidental. That is that, pretty coincidental. Wait, what, what's the two twenty three from? Twenty three nineteen. It's the thing from February third, twenty nineteen. That's oh, the, that's the gotcha. joke. Yeah, dates, numbers, mind calendars. You know. It was the code <laughs> they had in Monster Sync, but it yeah. this, the I big game winds up on. Yeah, game. so it's guys, it's gonna be a very interesting game this weekend. I'll be watching it. I know Dawes will be at my house watching it. Where are you guys going to watch this game? I'm laying low this year, man. I got school the next day. Yikes. Oh, come on. That's hey, listen, no, there's no excuse. Early classes, man, it's just they can't have you. What time you got class on on Monday? Nine thirty. Oh, on on Monday I will be weeping about my lost bet, so I am free all day. So you plan on <laughs> losing already? Well, I mean, obviously. Well, obviously. For those who want to pitch into therapy donations for Dawes after Please. the game, I won't pocket it. Set up a GoFundMe page. We'll set up a GoFundMe page yeah. for Mike Dawes on our uh, Instagram and Facebook feeds. But uh, Kyle James, what are you guys doing this Sunday? I thought I was going to Carl Russo's house, but I uh, guess not now. But uh, no, nah, don't go, go go to a friend's house. You know, watch <laughs> a game with all my friends. You know, 
Watch, uh, hopefully Dawes, you know, loses a few times. See some funny videos next week. <laughs> Listen, man, it's just I, a loss. I don't, I don't have like a heart attack over it. We need an engineer for this show for Friday. I, I hope I could be here. <laughs> no promises. Dawes may be in a rehab center. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, He'll tonight, be recovered. Tonight yeah. did not go well. Michigan <laughs> just got blown he'll, he, out. No, You know what? We're probably not going to see Dawes either way this uh, next week because he'll either, A, be in rehab, James, like you said, or he'll be... He'd be on a plane to like Canada or something. Some, some, some escaping way. the country. Yeah, escaping, escaping the, the bookie. Yeah. Escaping <laughs> the <laughs> I always joke with my friends if I leave, like I'm skipping town, but like this might be the week. Well, <laughs> you, you know, I, I also got to point out something that, um, you know, maybe you can do some live tweeting on our Twitter account. Uh, Ooh, review and preview fun. one. You guys can go follow it. Um, you know, Doys nice can nice maybe Doys can maybe do uh, you know a little tweets like. Oh, you know about it, the game or something, gotcha. you know, or, or like, oh, I just lost three grand. So. <laughs> <laughs> Little videos of yourself melting down. That's how you get more followers. All right, I, you know, I am being attacked here. I have I, no hope. You know what? We got we got like five minutes left in the show, so we'll switch from Dawes being attacked. We got some a little bit of a you know outside the sporting realm. UFC, MMA, Mike. I know you do not like MMA, so I'm not even going to look at you during this Gross. this little five minutes. It was announced this week that uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov and Conor McGregor both got fined and suspended for their actions after the UFC 229 fight. When, for those that don't remember, Khabib and his team went over and attacked Conor McGregor's team and <coughs> threw punches and jumped into the ground and put harm into the into the fans. Uh, fans. Guys, I mean, I think this was rightfully. I don't think I don't think it's enough, man. Honestly, Khabib, you don't—he doesn't deserve to fight again. Five hundred. Uh, he doesn't right. deserve to fight again. You know, you know, you know what? Jail. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> like, like, you do that anywhere else? That's that's jail time. You know why? Because they're gonna. It, Khabib's a moneymaker now. People are gonna want to see Khabib just for the same reason people want to see Conor McGregor. No, they did this because they want to have a rematch like this. Oh, they're agreeing. If not, agree. if not this year. Look, I know Dawes doesn't even pay attention to the UFC. I know he's like, yeah, they definitely want this rematch. This is classic WWE storyline. You you just (laughs) cash out on this rematch because I hate the sport, air quote sport. I will watch the fight. Will I pay for it? No. I might go to your house or something. But Yeah, I'll definitely have the, I might have yeah. you pay for it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I have my ways of uh, getting the, the, those UFC streams. I mean, but, he, he could be broke, you know, still yeah. broke. Yeah, um, Dawes, you might be out of the country by that time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning my mic on. <laughs> we but, love you, bud. But, yeah, I, I thought it was, you know, crazy. What, uh, Khabib got nine months and a $500,000 fine. Meanwhile, Connor got six months and a $50,000 fine. It doesn't. These, these guys have dollars for days. It means nothing. No, well, not not Khabib, really, because that was his first big fight. And well, Khabib, I'm, listen, man, he's lucky he just got away with that. Oh I yeah, mean, I know, I, but could have you could have killed somebody. Connor fit for Connor fifty k is nothing. He, That's like five dollars for us. Yeah, yeah. but he, he also didn't do much. I mean, he the, the, the guy jumped the cage with that Connor. Yeah, he do a punch. Did, like, I was he actually technically started it. I heard Connor too, but, really didn't even start. It. I mean, he was saying he stuff. He taunted but, him in the cage apparently about he, his family, Khabib's family, or something like that, and then he went and attacked him. Yeah, I don't, listen, it's another man's word against another man's word. It, they, I, honestly, I don't, I don't think Khabib deserves the fight. I mean, this is just this is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. It, it really is. I mean, know your place. You have to know. And he, and he won the fight. He did. What, I, are you, what are you attacking him outside of the cage for? You yeah, won the fight. And it's not like, you know, it was a decision or anything. You made this man tap out. You, you won did the leave, fight. Yeah. And you're still looking to beat the crap when out of him. When I was watching the fight live and I saw... That ha- ensued right after. I was stunned for how classless 
Khabib it's, it's is. ridiculous. You know, people, all you heard about from Khabib is what, if a, what a gentleman he is, what a, uh, uh, he honors the game so much, he, you know, and just the way he is and the way he handles himself. Didn't he see him and his team go out and do that and fight McGregor? See, look, I know there's bad blood, but this is what Connor does. If you watch Connor's press conferences in the past, he literally gets under everyone's skin. He doesn't care who you are. He gets under everyone's skin, whether he makes yeah. fun of Nate Diaz, uh, Tony Ferguson, Jose, Jose Aldo, all these guys. He knows how to get under their skin. But after the match, whether and you, you saw it for the, um, the times he's, Conor McGregor's lost, he used like, you know what, I respect Nate Diaz, I respect this guy, I respect that guy. And he, he gives him a high five at the end. He's like, look, he fought a great fight. He, I have a lot of respect for these guys. And I could imagine that's what Conor was going to do after this match because you saw Conor sit there, humble himself. He's like, yep, I just lost. But then this ensues, and it was just like, what the heck's going on? Did they strip his title? Khabib? I don't think they did, but I can, imag- also, I can imagine it's going to be stripped a, for nine months. I have a question for Christopher. Christian. Where? Christian. Where was Conor McGregor's class when he was throwing a dolly about 100 miles an hour through a windshield? No, but again, that's, huh. an, that's another thing, hmm. too. But he, and he did get suspended for that, doing that. And look, it, I'm a, I can't control Listen, Conor. that's frustrating. <laughs> Obviously, look, extreme frustration, Conor. but going to attack somebody and risking, literally, because, I mean, their fists are weapons. I think they should fight. Loser goes to jail. They should fight. I'll buy that fight. They should fight. In the, they should fight in the WCWP parking lot right now. LIU post parking. Sure, yeah, I mean, awesome. look, that. I mean, I mean, that's the headline grab. That's the headline. Mean it's you. Me, me and Mike Dawes are the undercard. Yeah, and then and then it's it could be and Conor McGregor in the in the parking lot. Right to jail. But again, look, Dawes, you mentioned throw him throwing the dolly. Yeah, I get it. That wasn't good. Look, you you injured a couple of people. Rose Namajunas is scarred from doing that. And Michael uh, Chesia couldn't fight in the fight after that because he was injured from the broken glass. But, I mean, look, that's one thing, and this is another thing, too. He was actually went to the crowd and risking, w- risking live. Civilians. Look, Bob, Robert Kraft was in, was in that crowd that night. What if he threw a punch on Robert Kraft and Robert <laughs> Kraft got hurt? Oh, jeez. I would love that video. That'd be funny. <laughs> Bad guy. But anyway, look, guys, this was uh, what I, I thought was a great show. First time hosting Enjoy in a, a long it. time, Tom. Is going to be back next week. You can trust me on that. Uh, I will not be hosting Fire. anytime soon. I don't think so until Tom is on uh, another leave of absence. But as for everyone in the studio, have a great night. And you have been listening to Review and Preview here on my WCWP.org.